The following program contains spoilers for every single series currently running in weekly Shonen Jump. Listener discretion is advised. Hello! Hello, hello, hello! hello. This it's, is... It's time. Orekara, the podcast. Short for Oretachi no Orekara da. The podcast where we talk about Weekly Shonen Jump. Every week! And the chapters. Every week! The chapters that we've read. We don't read everything. But we read most of them. Almost everything. We're not <laughs> we reading read some Mashal. of the best ones and some of the worst ones. Yeah. We're not reading Mashal, even mm. though it's on the cover. Yeah. This time, we're not Could reading we read Unlet Unluck. on the cover. Uh, I tried reading it. I'm not into it. I, I'm not into the, the main joke mm. about how it's uh, One Punch it's, Man yeah, it's one in punch Harry Potter, Potter work. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a... Such a one joke uh mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah, one note, uh, one note. One note, yeah. Kind of like high school uh family, which mm-hmm. we're also not reading. Uh which is to say I did read the, the past four chapters or something mm-hmm. something and I figured out the one thing that I don't like about high school family, even though it's a oh, there, comedy. even though it has such a, a beautifully drawn cat in it. Well, that's a, that's some that's the surface level of what mm. I don't like. I don't like the artist. I don't like his specifically shitty art style, even though mm-hmm. it's still un- unclear if he just can't do it better. Mm-hmm. But like that, that's never stopped me from appreciating something. Like yeah. for instance, uh, Vertical World looks much shittier, but it's so much <laughs> it's more so interesting. Badly drawn. It drags on for a long time, though. I wish no, it's necessary. No, it's necessary to do all, all of those uh, things. Vertical mm-hmm. World is one of the most sci-fi things I've read in mm-hmm. in recent years. In 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 the same sense of like um, something like uh, the, the Time Machine or in mm-hmm. uh, eighty days around the world is kind yeah. of science fiction because it. Um, it uses real life theories about how something might work, even though then... that thing doesn't work yeah. yet. <laughs> and it plays around with with the idea of what would happen if this was real. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people misunderstand that sci-fi is just stuff in space, right? Yeah, I mean, and a... vertical world does have a lot of stuff in space too. <laughs> well, later on, but. I mean, a lot of people think that Star Wars is sci-fi. Yeah, which it's it's space it's fantasy. Not. Yeah, it's it's a slightly different genre. Yeah, I, I recently yeah. read uh, a genre description, uh, mm-hmm. a, a new genre title for something like um, Star Wars. Uh-huh. That's all about like it's on a different planet, and they do have something like lasers, but that's all. in in, in besides that, it's just fantasy. Yeah. Something like sandals and planets, or something like how there's <laughs> yeah swords sor- and sandals, yeah swords and sandals yeah. and planets and sandals, something like That's that. Funny. They they don't wear sandals in Star Wars. Some mm. people have swords. I I'd always heard it either called uh, space opera or space fantasy to mm. differentiate from science yeah. fiction. Yeah, because people say Star Trek is more science fiction because it's like, what if there were aliens and we were really good at flying in space? Although I think space of... opera is something mm-hmm. very specific, different from mm-hmm. from Star Wars. Like, 
Um, you want them to sing to be a space opera? <laughs> no, that's also kind of weirdly not part of space opera. Mm. Somebody who's who's really big into those like old, I think fifties, sixties, uh, space things, the space serials, uh, yeah, like the original Flash Gordon and stuff. Yeah, oh, no. that's probably that was more of like a comic book thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Either way, that's either way. That's also a different flavor from Star Wars. Yeah, and either way, none of that is happening in Jump yet. <laughs> yet, yeah. Uh, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that once One Piece uh, is over and Oda is still not an old man, mm-hmm. because apparently that's like yeah, he started getting published when he was super young, right? Yeah, I think yeah. something like maximum 21. Like, I, I think, wasn't isn't One Piece, like, his second ever manga? No, 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 no. Oh, he really? he had one full volume of um, one-shots that he uh-huh. uh, had uh, sent into one of those, um, those prize things, like Akamatsu. Okay. Uh, no, sorry. Um, Ak- uh, is it the Ak- Ah, uh, whatever. One of <laughs> those prizes that that's, that they have for aspiring manga artists, mm-hmm. and he has uh, one whole volume, which is uh, I think that's want. Is it wanted? Hmm. I think that's wanted. And some some countries do have it published. Uh, I think Germany did pl- publish it eventually. Um, all of those mangas sucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then he got a. Got a good one with one piece. He had a bunch of different ideas, and mm-hmm. eventually, um, the one shot that became One Piece, which he titled Romance Dawn, right? Um, also got an anime version. Hmm. Uh, in one of the weeks when they didn't have enough material, they were like, "Ah, oh, maybe we could just animate this uh, what if scenario mm-hmm. where, um." Luffy immediately meets Nami, and he also has a witch. No, she has a bird companion, and um, that's an interesting way to do filler. <laughs> it's just yeah, animate the the yeah, previously right. you know in incompleted ideas from the author. One uh, the the only notable thing that I would say in in Wanted is mm-hmm. that um, there is a chapter where. Um, a samurai chops off the head of a dragon, and oh, yeah. that samurai and it's, it's is Ryoma, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I remember that being mentioned in the what do you call it? The, the SBS uh, mm-hmm. author comments yeah. in yeah. one of the the um, one of the volumes during Thrower Bark. Anyway, we didn't introduce ourselves yet. <laughs> I'm Percival Fine, and I'm joined here today, as always, by... As always, by Maxi Hamburger. And, yeah, this is uh, issue 31. So is there anything else you want to say about the cover here? Or just nah. that we don't read it? <laughs> like, all of the things that are on, on the cover that aren't Mashal are also things that don't need mentioning. Well, Dr. Stone, maybe. Yeah. Have, you, have you read the Dr. Box. Stone? I did, yeah. It was... I was uh, very surprised to see a new chapter of Dr. Stone. I didn't know it was coming. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump right into things. All right. Starting we? out with Akane Benashi. Yes. This is, uh, <laughs> this is chapter 20 called 
BM. And I saw this title. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. What an unfortunate title. And then I got How's reading it- halfway through and I was like, oh, it, it makes perfect sense. It's great. But how, is it, how is it unfortunate? Uh, because of what, what BM stands for, which we'll learn about going through this chapter. How did you know what BM stands for? Uh, I just, I just did. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I know a lot of people who work in the medical profession and they, they would say stuff like uh, that. And, oh, uh, that actually reminds me. Um, did you know that both, uh, the military and hospitals, do they just love abbreviations so much? So mm, do you know what you do call that? Do you know how they write leg? In hospitals, L L E for lower extremity. Uh, why <laughs> is it? Like, wait, why isn't one, why isn't one it, letter off? You're saving one letter. What, what if it was lower extremity growth? <laughs> yeah, you've got a leg. We got to cut off your leg. Oh my god, mm. my whole leg! No, just you've got a little growth. One of them. Ah, <laughs> oh, phew. Oh, also, it's the whole leg is a growth. <laughs> no! In a way, aren't all of our organs a growth? <laughs> mm. Yeah, so uh, I, how did you like this cover? I thought it was pretty fun. So, yeah. Yeah, different it, looking. It, it's... Mm, I have slightly mixed feelings about this crown thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen it recently in real life things, and oh, yeah. it's very graffiti-ish to me. Yeah, and I don't usually don't like it when they put it on things in, mm. in real life, but that's okay. just a me thing. Yeah, I feel like I've also seen it as like a, a Snapchat or Instagram filter that people get to just be on them. So that would be better. Maybe that's where he got that. So anyway. This week Most likely, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Neremiah's performance time. Yes, finally <laughs> something that... And we get to learn uh, why he got into Rakugo. <laughs> yeah, and he even he answers some of my questions that mm-hmm. I've had. Uh, or rather, let's say the, the whole chapter yes. answers questions that I've had. And he does the thing that I always thought this series would be about. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. he... He starts off saying, like, uh, what what would make myself more interesting as a comedian or something like that? Mm-hmm. As, as a as performer. An, I forgot. Is he, is, he, yeah. is he an actor or is he? I, I imagine I so, yeah. I, I, so he... Or maybe this yeah. was, like, back when he was just a, a regular student because <laughs> they're all I pretty guess. young. Mm, yeah, maybe. So he thought about things to say when people ask him about his hobby. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, stand-up comedy, I guess. And then he figured, no, it's got to be a little bit more highbrow. So he says Rakugo, <laughs> Rakugo. because that's an established thing in Japanese mm-hmm. society, I guess. Yeah. And uh, then he went to Rakugo performances to just, just to check out how to... Um, since he wants to be, he wants to be wants more to be highbrow, highbrow, and then he realizes, oh, this genre is shit. Oh, I don't yeah, get it. This is oh, so boring. And that's that's. He comes up with the me. idea that I I I can't remember if we mentioned it before. Wanting to see if someone would do it, um, mm-hmm. because his idea is that he's going to take the old Rakugo stories and then put a twist on them 
uh, and make them modern. And my yeah. favorite character in the series, the freckled reporter, <laughs> asks the question of, yes. oh, is that allowed? Just doing a modern story? And the more experienced Rakugo writer then uh, <laughs> gives her Looking this look her, and says, yeah, she... it's totally acceptable, even though it's uncommon. This is your... he, he looks that way because her question basically implies that she, uh, she's bad at her job because yeah, she, she doesn't know. should know this. She's a newbie. Yeah, it's like what? Uh, you don't even know but that. I'm, uh, but I'm glad that she, she did ask this question at all yeah. because um, it's been on my all uh, both of our minds the whole yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Also, I way prefer having uh, a reporter for something who is clueless about it rather than, like, in games journalism, where you get reporters for things that actively <laughs> hate the thing they're reporting on. <laughs> right, so I didn't even think about that angle. Yeah, mm, I guess yeah. Uh, a, a, an, um, a journalist being bad at his job is... Mm -hmm. um, like... And also, in a story where the main heroes are, like, very knowledgeable about the subject, so you don't yeah. have a fish-out-of-water protagonist, then it's good to have a few people who are like a bit clueless about stuff. So you got the teacher right. and you got this writer. He's like, oh, I don't know everything. I'm new at this Rakugo magazine. Yeah, uh, the word I was like trying to think of is tautology. So mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it, you don't have to say a journalist who's bad at his job because that's <laughs> implied by the word journalist. Yeah. In the modern day. Maybe in the old days, it's different. Like there's uh, the in the, the old days too. We just never Chims, where the the yeah. buff dog is journalist from a hundred years ago, and it's like I'm going mm. to go and report at the, the front of a war, and then modern journalist is that's an admirable meme, but mm -hmm. I think a journalist just got away with it because nobody no questioned them. Actually, come to think of it, there still are some journalists these days who are like super brave and go out. Uh, yeah, I suppose they there. are. So it's just that I, I can think probably one, now it's just there's such, been such an explosion of media that there's probably the same number of good journalists now as back then. It's just that back then, the, the really good ones were the only ones who would ever get a job at all. <laughs> And now it's like nah. the, the good ones have decreased in percentage because there's more of them overall. Yes, yes so that's the it. same. There's the same number of good journalists now yeah. as back in the day. Yeah. Oh, you, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. That's what you meant. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, I was reading this part where they're like, "Oh, they're doing it. Um, they're doing it in a modern day." And then Neremiah reveals that he's doing the BM story, and I'm like, "Oh." I get what they're I know doing. What he's doing. I know this direction. I know the direction of this. It's because yeah. he's repeating the uh, the Tenshiki story. Yeah, I love Tenshiki. in the modern day, and it's uh, a is a graduate student this time mm -hmm. instead of a priest, and he tells the undergrad student to go study BM uh, because he forgot what it means, and it's because BM means bowel movement. <laughs> It kind of doesn't have the same impact as a priest and and as, his monk no, it and the priest asking his 
doctor for stuff and the doctor is like well how about what about your farts and mm -hmm. he's like well i don't know what I, farts are it, it is funny though because if he had translated more directly and had it be a professor going to a doctor and being yes. asked about his bms but he, he changed it a bit too much by having it be the uh the professor asked the graduate student about his about bms and yeah. then the graduate student forgets what it is so he asked the undergrad it's kind so. i think his change uh messes with it because in the original, the priest was already an authority figure himself, mm -hmm. and it's funny to make him uh, clueless yeah. about something that about uh, that he just doesn't know because um, it's not because part of his expertise. Other, no, because the other authority was just trying to be polite, and mm -hmm. um, in this situation, it's. One student just being a little bit too arrogant, mm -hmm. and the professor trying to trip him up, and that that doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, it, as it like... should it should have been a professor <clears throat> and a doctor, and then the professor asks yes. his graduate student because yeah, yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah, a yeah. more direct a more direct translation from the yeah. the priest setting to a more modern setting. But yeah. I appreciate what he's doing because I I was reading through this and I'm like, oh, he's he's. Basically, like the uh, he's doing the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, Romeo and Juliet <laughs> sort of thing, where they just move the story to a modern day setting. Oh, I thought you meant that he's telling a story, and then you realize what the story is all about, and then mm -hmm. you become Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> pointing at the screen, going, "I know what it is." That too. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's definitely thing. pointing at the screen, like. Because at the beginning, I was like, oh, what a bad title. I was like, oh, actually, it's a really good title. <laughs> it's, a... it's subverted your expectations. Yeah, it totally subverted my expectations. So, yeah, this is the Rakugo styling of Karashi Neremaya. I think it's, it's generally, that's probably the best way to do it. But uh, other than that, I kind of makes me wish that the whole series was more about a Yeah, Rakugo... if Akane was doing this. If yes, if Akane was doing it, and yeah. especially if she was trying to come up with stories for mm -hmm. like new stories. Yeah, I think probably um, this series might have picked up speed faster if they had introduced Neremaya earlier. Because mm -hmm. in this chapter, they do talk about how he and Akane are kind mm -hmm. of opposites, and that Neremaya is not, um, he's not super skilled at the retelling part. But he's yeah. very creative in coming up with twists on stories and modernized versions. But then Akane is is still keeping to tradition. She's you know returning to tradition, but She's doing monkey. it at a surprisingly high skill level for her age group. Right. Yeah. He's crap. She's monkey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the reaction from the villain, where he says, "He didn't laugh. It doesn't." didn't make me laugh. He didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's such a good meme, isn't it? It is. I love it. Imagine him being drawn like that. It would be fitting. It would. Isho Arakawa, the villain of the series, who mm -hmm. is probably the main conflict of the whole series, because yes. He has standards that are unclear to uh, the reader and the characters. And 
they are trying to perform to like please him mm-hmm. and we are unsure why he's dismissing yeah. people and others not yeah because some and... people he's he like gently lets them out because even in this one with Neremiah, he's like i didn't laugh but it seems like the audience liked it so you you can stay <laughs> yeah and <sighs> that makes me <sighs> It's like, well, yeah. I don't know. I, li- I don't like how that's the main tension point of the whole mm-hmm. series. How we don't know what his standards are. Yes. But somehow the whole plot revolves around. It's just not purely just this. being in public because when he kicked out Akane's dad, it was also very public, right? Yeah. And like, uh, and nobody during, questioned it during the performance. Like, you didn't cut it up, but while Jeremiah was talking, it cuts over to him and he has a facial expression where he's like basically doing this and looks yeah. so mad and it looks like i was like oh my god is he gonna kill him like he did a kind of dad <laughs> but he doesn't <laughs> he's like i didn't laugh but the audience liked it he could he could personally i would say he could have looked a little bit more mad in that panel mm-hmm. that you're referencing i didn't include it because well he wasn't mad enough that's yeah. why i didn't find it that um could have been madder. but yeah, it could have been, he could have been madder. Yeah. Then at the end of the chapter, it shows, what's her name? The, uh, Hikara. The, the cliffhanger yeah. has two, two things of note. The mm-hmm. first thing is that, uh, Akane Senpai mentions that, um, uh, yes, this seems the like something we that... we were pointing out, that Isho yeah. hates it so much, but he's like, he's not... He's not um he's not showing his his anger on stage. Yeah. So this this uh, I think it poses the question: Has Isho Abakawa changed mm-hmm. in the past, like what or is he hiding two his years power or something, level. or is he hiding his power level exactly? Yeah. Um. And the other cliffhanger is that the voice actress who uh, sees Akane as her direct <laughs> enemy. Yes, she's doing that story, so we have to assume it's Jugemu. Mm-hmm. Well, is it going to be Jugemu, or is it going to be a story about a girl whose father was killed by his? Ah, uh, okay. His that, that I mean, that, that might be possible, but I have a. I I would think that she decided to mm-hmm. destroy Akane by doing Jugemu before because her. she realized that she has to defeat Akane in mm-hmm. order to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to make it a direct 1v1. Another thing that you didn't cut out is I noticed one of the lines in uh, Neremiah's retelling was one of the characters says, Does every girlfriend in the world give BMs as a gift? <laughs> <laughs> Like only if you're. I mean, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I was just going to make that reference. <laughs> it's what on, what's on everyone's mind. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you like this one overall? It was a fine chapter. I, I liked gave it a lot. It, um, it was di- tr- really difficult rating all of the chapters mm-hmm. this week because all of them were gathered in the slightly <clears throat> above average um tier really so this one yeah this, this uh, one was, was really very high. very high tier for me uh, there were a couple that i 
really enjoyed. And then a lot that are just like, this, this is pretty good, but nothing super Yeah. Um, this one gets 65 points from me. Okay. I, I liked it way more than that because I, I love. Way more. Yeah. I, I would say an eight for me because I was so happy about the <gasps> uh, introduction of Neremiah doing the modernized stories. I thought that's such a good. Uh, it's such a good introduction into the story for a different sort of Rakugo. See, that's, that, that my, was my uh -huh. initial reaction too. But then I was like, oh no, this is just a reminder of what the series is. Could have been, yeah. Oh, maybe. Could have been, yeah. So like, imagine other Rakugo series with a cute girl trying to become a Rakugo mm -hmm. artist. And her situation is that her teacher isn't like a total hard ass and she's just making her ways into the genre and learning alongside the reader what the genre yeah. is and what it can do and what it can't do. Mm. And then she's just trying to come up with stories by, for instance, uh, watching her friends and people in her direct surroundings mm -hmm. and turning their stuff into stories, yeah. into their Rakugo. So I'm I'm imagining like something like cute girls doing cute things okay. plus uh, uh, Nozaki Kun, where he's doing a manga about his friends, except yeah, his friends get turned been into shoujo's as well. See, so that's I think that would have been a, so much more enjoyable series mm -hmm. than what Akane is mm. because her thing is just like I have to avenge my dad. Yeah, and my dad got. Got killed by a guy who we can't figure out what his tastes are. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't you say there's some other uh, series about girls doing Rakugo? Maybe that's what that's. Yeah, like. Joshi. Yeah. Well, Joshi Raku is, uh, as far as I understand, because I mm -hmm. only watched the anime, is mm -hmm. like entirely behind the scenes where they meet uh, in the okay, waiting room so. and talk about other stuff that's not related to so Rakugo. it's also you not barely really see that <laughs> um uh, at, at the very least it, uh, joshi raku is very enjoyable because uh the conversations they have mm. are really funny and all of the okay. girls are really really distinct all of them mm. are color-coded and you can totally <laughs> tell what all of the girls are about there is like yeah. one who's very cheeky and always um pisses off the straight man of the group then mm -hmm. Uh, there's one who's deceptively cute, but in fact, she's just put, she's putting up a sh like she looks like Chio from Azumanga, but okay. in in her internal monologue, she's always pissed about everybody being <laughs> uh, not being as smart and as uh, ah, okay. refined as she is. Then there is one girl who is really gloomy and like she, the gloomy girl is kind of like. Uh, an emo version mm -hmm. of Fluttershy and uh, well, maybe in maybe My someday <laughs> I'll read it too, and then we can do like a comparison. Might be really difficult to get the manga. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to get the manga, but mm -hmm. uh, in yeah. the meantime, I would really recommend watching the anime because okay, it's all, I'll, also I'll really sometime. good at at like training your ear for Japanese. Ah, okay, yeah. Well, next next time you see me, I'll I'll be an expert at listening to. To nice. Rakugo behind the scenes. <laughs> anyway, going on, we got My Hero Academia. Yes. Chapter 358, the guy who's made some progress. So which guy is this, this who made some progress? <laughs> this is the chapter in which Bakugo pulls out all of his new extra cannons and shoots mm -hmm. at Shigaraki. Yeah, that's, that is the entire summary of this chapter. Bakugo yeah. pulls out a bunch more guns and shoots at 
Shigaraki. Bakugo is the one who made some progress. Yeah, he is he is the guy in the title. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't we haven't seen this place for a while. It's the flying school where they're all fighting Shigaraki. Which is bad by the way, <clears throat> because last chapter ended on all for one uh pulling a trump card. A double and... cliffhanger. Last week was a double cliffhanger and we gotta wait longer. Because also is we saw double? we saw Deku. Deku was having like a bunch of tiny dots flying towards him on the horizon. So it's like, oh, who are the enemies that can fly that are gonna uh-huh. meet him in the sky? I thought that was just like uh particles. <laughs> and <laughs> no, it was and he far was away. Like, far away enemies. I thought it was I thought it was particles of the explosion he's seeing because he's going towards Alpha One. That's what I thought. <laughs> no was way. Happening. Yeah, those those were su- such distinct dots on the horizon. They have they have to be enemies he's gonna fight okay. with. They've gotta be. I don't care about that. I only care about Alpha One doing Yeah, what yeah, what what's with that? He grew an ear. <laughs> but we won't figure no, that he out. Also until, grew an eye. He didn't have next, eyes. Yeah. He's, he's growing back his facial suffering. features. We're gonna Oh all for one face reveal. Yeah. <laughs> We waited so long. Uh, he's been. Uh... Give me one million quirks and I'll do a face reveal. Exactly. <laughs> it's finally happening. Um. What else? So this so, time we see whoever this girl. That's like, Nijiri. Do, Nijiri? Do, you remember, do you remember the three senpais of? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was um, Fallout guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Lemillion. The guy who can yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and she was She's one great. of those three. Okay. She's Neji. Her power is that she can uh, basically really do Hadouken. <laughs> tight suit. She can do Hadoukens, mm-hmm. uh, which are all spiral shaped because Hadouken is supposed to be ah. have something to do with with spiral energy. Uh, wave no with wave motions. That's okay. just how I see it. Mm. But um. You know, Hadouken, Ha is wave, Do mm-hmm. is motion. Oh. Wait, Ken so then is isn't uh, in One Punch Man, King's super move is something about a wave motion cannon? So it's just a Hadouken that is everyone that... thinks he can do? That's what I thought it, it was when they, mm, they say it. Have to look it uh, up again. Like, do your special move, the, the wave motion I cannon. Just, I just included this uh, panel because she has such a nice body to look at. Yeah, I I definitely uh, paused at this page to look at this and be like, I don't remember you, nice. but you look good. <laughs> we also get uh, another something another other one. That's nice. miracle. Yeah, I I wrote down specifically this this uh, chapter has a lot of fan service. In it. A little bit, not enough. Could uh, be more. Uh, yeah, so Shigaraki um, gives are... a little speech. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The stupid speech. It's such a stupid speech <laughs> that I only really um, noted down the the final thing that he mm-hmm. stops on, which is, if everybody is a slave to me, then everybody's equal, and that's world it's, peace. It's a little bit like a more openly evil version of what Garou's Thing is in One Punch Man? Do you remember what he says? Um, yes. And... Okay, so in One Punch Man, Garou 
always felt bad for the villains because he got bullied yeah. as a kid and they made him play yeah. the, the bad guy. Um, yeah. So then he thought, well, if I am, if I become such a huge villain that I defeat all of the heroes and everybody is scared of me and everybody will be too scared to do anything bad because then they'll think I'll, I'll straight up kill them. Uh, then the world will be a nicer place. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's kind of what he's saying now, but it, it's, it sounds more evil this time. Kind of, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's the, I think yeah. that's a good comparison. Yeah, so he says all that, and then, uh, but Bakugo Great Explosion, Murder God Dynamite is like, I reject the premise of your, <laughs> of your speech, so I'm just going to shoot you now. And he goes he to shoot agrees him a bunch. to disagree. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you now. He does it. He specifically said that all of the running around mm-hmm. um, made him build up enough uh, in, in box brackets sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because he has, to, he has to sweat in order to, to shoot his explosions. I, I can't don't believe know I if... never knew that before, or I forgot about it until last week. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if sweat. I'm still not sure if it's just his hand sweat or mm-hmm. any sweat, uh, but I'm going to assume it has to be fresh sweat because otherwise he could suit. just like he could just pump for weeks on end yeah. just to, uh, to sweat. Yeah, just store up his enough. nitroglycerin sweat and yeah. make bombs. Oh, do you remember in? Uh, Batman versus Superman when Lex Luthor blows up the courtroom with a jar of pee. Um, the Bakugo to do that but with sweat <laughs> instead of pee. Yeah. Also disgusting that uh, maybe less so. Yeah, he's got a little tube coming from his arm to this gun. So maybe they're taking that... his, his arm sweat <laughs> to the gun. Oh. A lot of this stuff that he's got in in Mm -hmm. this new design is, I would say, that's uh, it's completely pointless. None Mm. of that stuff is functional um, or makes sense. (laughs) And it's kind of just a way to like make a new figure where he has all of the stuff on him. We could sell more uh, Nendoroid. Uh, attachments. Uh, I would say this exact panel that you have here is mm-hmm. probably going to become a figure. Definitely, like one of those, uh, one of those four hundred uh, dollar. Yeah. Okay. So, figures. googling the places that you sweat most from are uh, the groin and inner thighs, the small of the back, the feet, and the armpits. So those right. are the danger zones for if you're going to attack Bakugo. Those yeah. are the places that the most explosions come from. Don't get close to his groin. Yeah, there's going to be a lot Something of explosive sweat. Yeah, you don't want that in any way. <laughs> um, this chapter also has a reminder that all yeah. these people are still there. It's like, yeah, they're, they're still all there. All the people who make this whole thing possible yeah. does have a, a nice shot uh, of Yao Yorozu. Yes, she's working hard producing things from her body. Um, it's still really unclear. Like, seeing this reminded me that I have no idea if 
all of the hands that Shigaraki is producing do have his ability to delete stuff. Hmm. They don't really say. Because they, they don't have say a, it. a line where people are like, "No way, that's not a quirk." Yeah, because previously he said like it, it can do or all not. of all of his weird hand growths mm-hmm. are just well growth. Yeah, and these are weird hands, aren't they? They, it's really weird how they can't like with all of their combined powers, they can't mm-hmm. just cut them off at yeah. some point. Just cut them off of him because he's still like seems to be, you know, an individual at the. The end of it is connected. Yeah, right now, yeah. while Aizawa and Monoma look at him and cancel out all of his quirks, that should make him like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And the only dangerous thing that's happening thing. right now is... Yeah, and the giant hand thing can't be that dangerous, can right. it? So the question is, do the hands actually destroy stuff? Or is it just, oh, way too much stuff is I coming they, out of him? I think they theorized about it. They're like, if we ever stop erasing his his quirks then his every single hand growing off of them is going to be able to destroy things like he used to be able to right but at the same time nobody is pointing out what we've pointed out before which is the more he grows stuff the easier it becomes to look at yes to erase him yeah yeah it's kind of also kind of ironic how the guy whose um quirk is that he's basically destruction Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> His uh, final is form is growing some... a ton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of thin air, even. Yeah, basically. Where does that come from? Where is all the mass for these? How is that generated? No yeah. one knows. No one knows, and we're not getting an explanation. <laughs> we never time. will know. I'm still yeah. a little bit disappointed about yeah. this and about the blue balling from last chapter. So it it was an okay chapter. It was okay. I liked it. it. Was, rather, even it was a good chapter. Mm-hmm. But I'm disappointed about not getting the info that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm giving it 72 points. Yeah, I would say about the same. Seven for this one. It's good, but we are kind of uh, left hanging on the stuff the previous chapter the questions it put into our mind yeah. this time all right next up next manga it's next manga elusive samurai elusive chapter samurai. 69 nice exorcism <laughs> so this one i was like okay it's it's fun but uh maybe there's too much magic for me. <laughs> in um, this historical series. So this is the chapter in which Tokitsugu defeats the Tengu, while Tokiyuki defeats the Kokushi in his yes. new Tang. Yeah, lots of Toki and victory. The, it's it might get a little bit difficult for the unattentive reader to get <laughs> keep to, to keep track of both of these names. But mm-hmm. Tokitsugu is the son of um, Yorishige. or Yorishige, uh, yeah. Yorishige. Yorishige is his son, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, Tokitsugu's thing is that he's just very unremarkable as a, like... He has a faint shadow, is the way that they described it. So much that when he was a kid, he would get... People would lose track of him when he was right there. 
Yeah, and he he's always crying about that. It's, mm-hmm. It it formed a complex for him. Yeah, that means but he's, it, he's very stealthy. In this situation, yes, it, it becomes his strength because nobody it's, notices yeah, it. It's his blessing, but also his curse. We have and to mention fact, that as uh-huh. a reminder. Um, all of this characterization is because historians have no idea who he is. <laughs> Purely based on the the historian, yeah. the one line for him in history is saying that he was the son of Yoshige and the father of Yoritsugu. And he was there. We just don't know what he, he was doing. That's all we know. Uh, and then <laughs> That's uh, the whole shows, point. He was even in previous scenes. And it made, <laughs> makes me wonder, like, oh, if you go back to those previous chapters, would you see him there if you look carefully enough? Like, that would be... Have you if watched? Make an anime, uh, have you watched the movie The Suicide Squad? Not the first one, no. the second one. Okay, no. so there's a character in that who um, he joins the team like halfway through the movie, or well, maybe a little bit faster than halfway through the movie. But he joins the team at some point, uh, and he's very quiet and always in the background. And then uh, later on, the entire team had gotten split up. They get back together. And half of the team, like, never met this guy. And he dies. And one of the people who was with no. him is like, is like, oh, no! And the, the other people are like, who? It's like, you don't remember he's been with us this whole time. And do they give, like, shots of him being there? Just... Yeah. Ah, and the, so... the one thing I, I was disappointed in, though, is that I... Um, I I looked at the trailer and I think uh, they don't have scenes of him in the trailer because there's one scene in the movie where they're doing like the hero slow walk the whole mm-hmm. squad and he's, he's one of them. In there. He's in oh, there. Oh, he's in. Yeah, but uh, they don't have that shot in the trailer. I'm like, it would have been so funny if they had this in the trailer and people were like, who's this very plain looking guy with all these like nutty looking comic book characters? <laughs> but I, I don't think he was in the trailer, unfortunately. If this became an anime, mm-hmm. yeah, they have to, they'd would... have to put him in all sorts of scenes, just just there it would in the be background. F- it would be funny if he just casually is in some of the scenes in the background with no lines, and then eventually, in the, yeah, with no lines, and he's just there. It would be funny if that was the case, but I imagine that they will just they will not do that, and mm-hmm. then they will. Um, just take screenshots from those scenes and, and add them in. They'll pretend like he was there. Yeah. yeah, and then they pretend like they had always put him in the background, but it's just a joke for that scene, yeah. and that would be very sad. I want him to just casually be there all of the time, and sometimes people are like, wait, who's that? And, <laughs> like, mm, like, oh, I'm this imagine? reoccurring design. This reoccurring extra. Yeah. <laughs> He's always crying. Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's what yeah, they're what's crying the crying guy? And then it's him. Yeah. That would be funny, but they won't do that. Unfortunately. It's still to be determined if this even uh, is popular enough to get a, an anime. Mm-hmm. The previous manga by this guy got animated, right? Yes, all yeah. of them. Yeah, so Which I'm sure he can get it done. Uh, Nogami Tante. Mm-hmm. What was it? Imagine Tante Nogami Neuro. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I, it never struck me as particularly popular, especially with the art style being mm-hmm. way cruder back then when yes. than it is yeah. Yeah, uh, right now. And um, 
even that got an anime, and mm-hmm. also nobody's ever talking about it. So <laughs> it feels like it feels like I remember the maybe, anime for it. Though. Maybe the author is the one who's always there, but never mm-hmm. noticed. <laughs> That's why he gave this guy a, a little mini arc for himself. He's like, he's me. It's, for real. It's been him all along. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they defeat the Tengu, and it's basically because the Tengu kind of forgot about the fox guy. He got over-eager. He yeah, was, like, he was ah, so, so focused, focused on fighting Tokitsugu. He's out yeah. hiding myself, so I wanna I wanna be extra cool when I find mm-hmm. him. And then he finds find not him, him but uh, um, what's his name? Gonde? I don't remember. I don't remember the names of any of of uh, to- <laughs> Tokiyuki's retainers. It's just the kids who are with him. I don't like him, so yeah. Uh, but yeah. he he helped defeat the Tengu. That's that yeah. done. And then meanwhile, on the battlefield. Yoroshige raises his his crazy weapon, and it explains. So this is the this is the Bakulken, mm-hmm. which uh, doesn't get a translator's note. Uh, yeah, I googled Bakulken and couldn't find anything because I was Bakulken curious. Like, is Bakulken is an actual thing. Uh-huh. It's written with snake um, going and sword, so really? uh, it's, it's supposed to mean snake movement sword. Mm-hmm. And they actually found uh, 70 all across Japan. Oh, wow. That's cool. Not just this one. Yeah. Um, And they are pretty certain that this sword is uh, always just supposed to be... Ceremonial. uh, Ceremonial. Yeah. But uh, also it seems to be related to, like, the... uh, The Chris. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, some people compare it to the Flamberge. I think uh, the first chapter that this was introduced, I, I had done some reading about flambers and about how they became very popular in uh, like the pre-Renaissance, late medieval times, because of all of the the uh, how do you call them, Landschnechts? How do you say that word? Landsknecht. Land Landsknecht. Knecht. The uh, Knecht. 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 Connect. Anyway, yeah, the the German mercenary knights. That, they would get those because they be were cool. Cat. You're supposed to be a cat. Uh-huh. You don't know how to do the hissing, <laughs> the hissing noise. I'm I'm such a nice cat. I've never had to hiss at anybody. That's <laughs> great. Lunch. <laughs> I'll I'll get used to it someday. But yeah, eventually. Um, yeah, I remember those. It's just that they got them, and they're like, there's not really any tactical advantage to them, but they sure look cool. So yeah, <laughs> that's why they had them. Snake at snake, looking at it and going like, ah, oh, the engravings are pretty cool, but they mm-hmm. have no tactical advantage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine a guy like uh, like twirling two of those <laughs> at the same time. Incidentally, somebody like Snake would fit really well into Elusive Samurai. Yeah, it's true. It's all about stealth. Yeah, and and there is a a giant mecha that they have to defeat in this (laughs) chapter. Very funny. By the way, the other weapon um, in this panel. Yeah, what is that? I could find zero about 
the right one, I have zero idea what that's supposed to be. And I, I scoured the internet for information. Nobody on the Japanese side was talking about what the one that on is. the right. I don't know what it exactly is, but I've I've seen uh, like ancient Chinese halberds that look a lot like that, but with a straight uh, a straight stick to hold it on. Yeah, this is kind of like a. It's kind of like a war pick if the war pick had uh, a blade instead of a pick. Yeah. I'm sure that these are all in games like Soul Calibur and stuff. Like, they're uncommon the, enough. To... The left one is very common. The left mm-hmm. one is the Shichishito, uh-huh. which uh, gets translated as the seven-branched sword. Ah, that's also a real thing, and only mm. one ever existed. And it was a present from a Korean crown prince uh-huh. to Empress Jingu around 200 uh, in the uh, AD. Interesting. And... Yeah. Yes. It's also relatively <clears throat> short. So a lot of times you see it, and it, it, it I think it's only 70 centimeters. Hmm. But a lot of times you see it, and it's gigantic. Like, for yeah, instance, yeah. in... Monster Hunter, you can make that out of a curing. <laughs> wow. And uh, in that case, it's a long sword, which okay. is probably like uh, at li- almost two meters long, usually. Because it, it looks a little bit like uh, if you did some copy pasting on a Sai, but those aren't swords, are they? They're, they don't have bladed edges? E- uh, yeah. It's unclear how this would work yeah, as a sword. So... It wouldn't basically, but, but it was it was meant when when Empress Jingu got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it had an engravement that said, "We hope that you will pass this down mm. because it's meant to be a family heirloom." Right, it's like a, a symbol rather than a actual yeah, 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 tool. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to look nice. Yeah, but anyway, he's he's got this Dako cannon waving it around to to buff all of his units <laughs> motivation and they... he also tells tokiyuki that he's seen with his his uh his magic his, yeah he's seen with his mind's eye he's seen that tokiyuki will not be hit by any enemy arrows so go go kill that dude here's a special arrow oh, for you. yeah and he him, gives him getting everybody's motivation and he uh, everybody believing in him because mm-hmm. he has cool weapon gives him more (laughs) divine power and with his divine power being buffed he can see Mm -hmm. clearly what's going to happen and that's why why don't we do that yeah yeah like you've 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 seen that video of the president trying to say the one word that describes america and he totally fumbles it oh the (laughs) n-word not that one no he just he just uh, fumbles his words and says like a whole mess of of nothing. It's just gibberish. He's just trying to say something else. Um, ah, so that's why the economy is bad. Yeah, that's why the economy is bad. Well, imagine if, if in real life, power. if our current day leaders were like this and they just waved around like a fancy weapon in the air and got all of us inspired. Oh, actually, have you seen? The movie Idiocracy. No, I, okay. I'm. So in, I was always meant to watch it, but okay. Uh, well, it's never there's available. there's one scene in that movie. So the best character is the president of the United States, who's played by Terry Crews, 
And <gasps> oh, no, I have to watch it. It's great. Uh, I guess this is a, a little bit of a spoiler, but um, uh, to, cal- to calm down the nation and make everybody happy again, uh, he he hosts a monster truck rally and shoots a machine gun into the air because <laughs> yeah. it's in the future where everybody is stupid. So that's all, that's enough. That's all it takes to calm everybody that's down. That's awesome. And I'm like, but that's yeah. so rad. Like if, imagine if we, if we actually had Terry Crews for president and you know, oh, so it's like, Oh, we have inflation and the economy. There's so many problems. And he just shot a machine gun in the air. We would all be so happy. <laughs> the world I, I would bet, become a better place. I bet if we had a, another president who was walking with a cane, mm-hmm. like if he oh, was just he waving around, sword. imagine if, that. No, if he was if he was just waving the cane around, that would probably already be, be enough to be like, yeah. <laughs> no, it depends on the cane. What if it's one of those like um, tennis ball canes, like the old guy in Up? It wouldn't be inspiring, though. Oh, no, that would be bad. That would be that bad. Would be bad. It yeah. just needs to be a cane. But, like, we would probably get a lot of memes of it being mm-hmm. the cane sword. Yeah, if it really was a cane sword. If it was the, uh, the cane sword from, from Bloodborne. Oh, the best would be if he sometimes, like, if he sometimes just let it slip that maybe the, the thing comes off. Like, <laughs> you, like You just see a little glint, glint yeah, of you reflection see a little glint, from it. And... That would just feed everybody like that's a yeah. cane sword, oh, isn't it? That's a cane and he's, sword. And he always yeah. has to deny that it's a cane sword, mm-hmm. but and then he always just lets it glint <laughs> one more time. <laughs> no, no, we need no, to like no, find a, find a list of like all of the people who want to run for president uh, next year. Have have like have <laughs> hire hitmen to like hit them in the knee, so they they need to walk with a cane when they're running for president. <laughs> See which one of them gets a cane sword. And Pick then some, some some conspiracy theorist would be like, oh, that's why he's always flying with the Air Force One, because he doesn't have he doesn't want to go through the metal detector. <laughs> that's, that's the right. reason. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Add add that to the list of um things they need. Of things to we should in be in charge of. Because, yeah. The US yeah. presidential election is uh <laughs> Only only people with cane swords can win. It used to be uh, whoever is the tallest wins, right? Is now it? it'll be whoever has a cane sword wins. Yeah. Mm. I think I someone did a, a study about um, U.S. presidential elections. They're like the the tallest guy ever would might always win. Uh, is that really? That must be that must be the reason why invaders in. Yeah, that. <laughs> that's exactly why why it's an invaders in. Just uh, oh, the, the tall guy <laughs> wins the election. So, what if an entire society was based on that? Turns out we were that society. That's right. We were we were the invaders in all. <laughs> but like, as long as we we the the invaders in is the friends we made along the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's worth an adventure. <laughs> yeah, just keep the bacon out of my soap. So Tokiyuki loves it. He's dodging all over the place. He's loving it. He's blushing and sweating and sweating. smiling. Oh. So good. Oh, so many arrows are coming at me. He has Shoot to me dodge more, guys. Like, he has to twist his his, uh, his nubile young body, body. <laughs> and 
<laughs> into shapes that uh, you would only see if, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's so elusive and breedable right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets all the yeah. way to the. So he gets all the way to the tank, and he he wall runs with his his horse. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool how he he's able to just ride up the tank. Yeah, and it's the uh, closest you will get to that one uh, Cowboy Bebop ep episode where <laughs> yes, uh, spikes um doppelganger who's a real cowboy is riding up a building yeah almost like that uh and this page is a really good action shot by the way look at how yeah, the, this... the horse is in the extreme foreground yeah. and yuki's leaning back and shooting at the guy and you can clearly see how the whole structure of the tank is um dangling in the air this the the problem with this is that I I can imagine the animators being like this is too hard let's just make it all CGI. <laughs> uh yeah yeah, that's what's going to happen. Unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. But it, it looks really cool here. Uh, and to be fair, the tank here is also mm -hmm. CGI. Of course, of course, the tank is always going to be CGI <laughs> the whole time. Uh, but yeah, he he got a special arrow, and it's uh it's an obsidian arrow of exorcism. So basically, like Takuji's spit was so evil yes. that turned the uh what's his what's his title the Kokuji Kokushi Kokushi it turned the Kokushi into a White Walker basically. So yeah, he has to be hit with a a exorcism. obsidian arrow with dragon glass. By the so way, obsidian is him. really cool. It's so cool. Obsidian is cool because when you crack it, it immediately becomes a blade, and the it blade is so sharp. Oh, yeah. it's so sharp! Well, have you heard? Have you heard the stories about the um, the Aztec obsidian swords? Th that's exactly where I saw yeah, somebody cracking so cool. an obsidian rock just to show how sharp it is. Yeah, it's like uh, the Aztecs, unlike most other civilizations that reach that tech level. Uh, they're they're the only ones who never developed smelting for metal. It's because they oh. had so much obsidian that they would mm -hmm. just make their knives out of obsidian and do all their crafting with obsidian. But they didn't have smelting. They didn't have smelting. Yeah. How did they make all that gold stuff? So, well, I mean, iron, iron smelting. Ah. I th I think they did have uh, gold because gold is gold is really soft and easier to craft with, but like. Making steel is, is super difficult. So they had an advance to the, the tech level of using iron. Because I think, um, the, like, judging metallurgy, then the lowest, is it tin? Using tin? And I think, like, using silver and gold for decoration is also very low ranking because <laughs> it's, it's really soft. And then after that is bronze, because bronze is soft, uh, so it's a bit easy to craft with, mm -hmm. but it can be made hard enough to be used as weapons and armor. Yeah. And then above that is iron, because iron is, you have to have much hotter heat to be able to craft with it. But, but pure iron isn't good. You have to make it into steel. Yeah. Yeah, to make it good. So. It's, what if uh, you never come up with, with the idea to make steel? Or is that... A natural process how when people try to make something made of iron and then they accidentally mm -hmm. make it bad and then it turns into steel and then 
Because iron is uh, steel is iron plus it's carbonized iron, oh. right? Right. Yeah, I th I think it's just when you get into making stuff with iron, you'll you'll uh, find out steel. You'll discover steel. Okay. Yeah, okay. but but yeah, they they did not have any iron. I don't think they even had. I don't think they had bronze weaponry either. Uh, they just had they just had stone weaponry. <laughs> Everything was made with obsidian. They oh, had so much obsidian. Cool. They're just like, why not? I'm going to excuse them for being stuck in the Stone Age just because Obsidian is so cool. It's very cool, yeah. But the Aztecs Obsidian, agreed with me. Yeah. That's Obsidian is cool. The, the one thing that, that you'll agree with with the Aztecs. <laughs> I'm surprised there's no manga set in the, like, the Aztec Age. Because... Mm. It was, really so it was so it's brutal. It was so brutal back then. To, yeah, but it's it's really difficult probably to make something uh, with with Aztecs because then you have to like draw jungles and stuff, and that's really <laughs> difficult. Yeah, I guess like if you go to like Viking stuff, then a lot of it takes place at sea. No, but then you have to draw ships. Ships are really hard to draw too, and not as difficult so. <laughs> as a whole jungle. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it would be you cool because I feel like the just... only Aztec setting I've ever seen in manga is um, in the intro piece. to JoJo. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they have the origin of the stone mask. Where is there Aztec was... stuff in One Piece? Uh, on the Sky Island. Is it supposed to be Aztec? It's supposed to be something. Okay, I guess so. It's, they do there's have. A, there's a movie that takes place in the Aztec times. Um, Apocalypse. Right, everybody. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah, likes that one. No one liked it. I thought it was really cool. Everybody who knows about history says it's it's stupid. Oh, really? <laughs> but it's been a while that's, since that's I've seen a proper uh, yeah. review. Yeah, I, I, I saw it when it came out, that... and I was like, oh, what a, what a rad movie. <laughs> Awesome. I think the main thing that people got mad about is that the final thing is that the the Spaniards arrive, mm -hmm. and that's not uh, historically accurate. I think mm. okay. something like that. I think that was the main point of contention. Okay, the main the main thing okay. that I've seen that is bad about it is that um, there's a chase scene where the main character is running away. Mm. Uh. And he's going through the jungle, and he's being chased by like a half dozen dudes, and he doesn't have any weaponry, and they've all got obsidian swords and spears and stuff. Uh, and he gets away because a jaguar just decides to kill all of the other guys. <laughs> um, right. And That's what the thing do. is that uh, for the stunt, they actually filmed it with a leopard. Because hmm. uh, huh? the director said leopards look cooler than jaguars <laughs> even That's though leopards exist in africa and not south yeah, america but jaguars are way cooler than jaguars are leopards. awesome yeah they're both really cool i, th I think uh there's some of the they're the two of them are some of the strongest cats around like by weight. yeah because i think yeah. um leopards are the best climbers of all cats Yes. And they're capable of dragging an antelope into a tree, which is amazing. Uh, but jaguars have the strongest bite of any cat. Because I've, I've seen videos of like 
jaguars oh, wait, no, killing crocodiles with a single yeah, bite. It's like a crocodile that's bigger than the jaguar. The jaguar like sneaks up on it and just chomps it, and it's dead. Oh wait, and the jaguar is also really good at 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 uh, good swimming. At swimming, yeah, 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 yeah. Some if I ever I get know. good at like uh, at coding, swimming. which I probably never oh. will, but I want to make a a stealth game where you play as a cat. And you can mm. you can play as different cats, be a jaguar stealthing around. Oh, that's a good idea. That'd be a, write that down. Write that yeah. down. I wrote it down two years ago and never got good at coding. <laughs> well, um, someday uh, I'll sign now. myself up for a quest. Come on, I'll sign myself up for a full sale or whatever it is that teaches you how to make games. I think that would. Do pretty well as mm -hmm. a, a, a as a yeah. thing to put on on social media and everybody. Yeah, going, yeah. Oh, well, you yeah, hear to hear first. So cool. <laughs> Cats now. No, now it's out and nobody can mm -hmm. steal it anymore because yeah. now they know. That's right. I saw a, uh, a video of like GoPros on cats They're just running around. Mm -hmm. Oh, really yeah. fun. Those look so good. Like yeah, so it ha it would have to be first person because all the cat games I've oh, seen no. are like. And I can't, I can't play uh, it then. Well, how about a uh, make one that's a stealth game that has a first person mode for aiming, <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid. Okay, I can live with that. Yeah, that <laughs> it's it it goes into first person mode when you're about to pounce on something. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But otherwise, because it would, third person. Like, if you are if you are a cat traversing. and you have to jump around and crawl through places and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That it would, would actually be really difficult on first person. Would, that's one thing that um, I've seen a lot of first person games where it's like they they try so hard to be immersive. Mm. We'll talk about that later <laughs> when okay. something else comes up. Anyway, <laughs> back to Elusive Samurai. So yeah, the the Kokushi, his, so his White Walker body is being burned up by the Obsidian Arrow uh, because it's so divine. It's so divine, and it's it's so much that he sticks his head out of the tank, and the other generals like run up and kill him instantly. <laughs> yeah, that this had to happen because it can't be mm -hmm. Toki who who kills him in a very gruesome so? way. Tokiyuki is only allowed to use. Uh, to use, um, hmm, now that he, he, he beheaded Shokan, didn't he? No, his, his retainer, oh, his buddy the, did the beheading, but he stabbed him, yeah, he stabbed him, yeah, yeah. So Tokiyuki is only allowed to, um, do like almost lethal moves, yeah, but. It was his arrows that got this guy to stick his head out of the tank, which allowed the other generals to come chop his head off. Yeah. And his last thought is, I nearly was wanted it? to build a new world. But was it mine? Was it Takauji's? It was Takauji's. It was Takauji's, and they did. And I was like, oh, victory! I guess we won't be seeing a Kokushimeka unless. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought, have you... Uh, are you familiar with the, the Dreadnoughts from Warhammer? No. So in Warhammer, when a, um, when a Space Marine gets mortally wounded, uh, then they encase the dying body into a mecha sarcophagus. 
huh? that has like some sort of magic to it. Uh, and then, so they'll be in like a form of suspended animation, but able to control a mecha from inside mm-hmm. the sarcophagus. So I was like, uh, what, if, what if they make it super magical and they, they have a mecha later on with his That kind of sounds heretical. <laughs> I don't know enough about um, 40k to, to judge this properly. They're really cool in Warhammer, but it would, it would not make any sense of this. <laughs> but that's the so one way the... I was like, he could come back. <laughs> chapter overall gets 64 points for me Aww. so it's a little bit even though the can't... chapter number is 69 it's not nice enough not nice enough yeah i, I said uh six for me because it's just a bit too much magic <laughs> for my taste yeah. what if good job like, guys what you if defeated magic the tank if magic wasn't real in this series mm-hmm. then uh, him getting grazed by the the arrow hitting his neck a little bit, that wouldn't have made him want to look out of the window. So the whole plan wouldn't have worked. Yeah, unless, unless it was poison. Unless it was poison. Maybe it was just poison. We'll never What's know because we're not historians. Mm. Going on to something that is not historical at all. It's Sakamoto what days. Auto days. Yeah. They're, they're all know, chill now. This, After you slam people into a drawer and hang them up by the back of their shirts. Yeah, this is the chapter in which Sakamoto sits down with the delinquents in the JCC dorms who are all uh, love really Slurf so much. Ah, oh, they love him. He's so cool to them. The kids. So overall, this, this scene Slurf. where where you hang out in student dorms and it's all kind of dirty and full of uh, stuff that students yeah. collect and they all hang out and drink beer and stuff. That uh, kind of really makes me think, especially with the art style, makes me think of those like uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Yes. Yeah. Where that, that are always about these kind of settings like Genji yeah. and... Um, I would even say La Hina, maybe. We've seen where... rooms like this a lot. <laughs> We've seen so many rooms like that. And so I kind of feel nostalgic for those times. So mm-hmm. I also think like the nonchalance of um, killing dudes in, in Sakamoto days. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that, that I think that's a deliberate callback to those days. Mm. When no, nobody cared about death. They loved right. Them. And you just yeah, yeah. And also yeah. it doesn't make it doesn't have to make too much sense right. because if you like these students in this chapter um spell out a lot of the complaints that we've had over the course of the series where yes. in in the Sakamoto days world there is a assassins association that is not just like a secret organization. Yeah, like it's organizing. open. Everyone knows really about them open. and anyone can it's hire so them. Open. It's so open that it has it's on the stock market mm-hmm. and they have a website. <laughs> it's, and you can it's apply not... to go to school with them. <laughs> yeah, and they talk about how it's really stupid that one company gets to decide. Like, first of all, one company has the monopoly right. on assassinations. And it's bad that one company 
gets to decide who lives and who dies. Exactly. Which is, it, it's so true. And Sakamoto is kind of like, while he's in this in this conversation, it's like, oh, <laughs> I, th- I think you students shouldn't think too hard about that stuff and maybe enjoy being a student because... <laughs> <laughs> That's, that kind That's... of line is basically like um, in Tenet, there's a character who tells the main character, don't think about it too hard. Ah. Well. There is also a line from Sakamoto where he says, you kids shouldn't just talk about violent stuff. And I'm like, you are literally in an assassin school. Right. It's, That's the main it's really point of ironic it. Yeah. That uh, the, the guys who signed up to become assassins start to criticize the assa- the assassination yeah. society which yeah it's <laughs> it's it's getting a little bit too realistic sakamoto mm-hmm. shines when it's stupid and he just has to defend against other assassins but this whole mm-hmm. world building doesn't really do it any favors i mm-hmm. would say even though we always say world building is, is like make world building. I th- uh, well, I think there's there's different um, types different time yeah different types of it, and some authors are really good at it, and some authors aren't. So it's like how in Dora and Dora Run, we're always like more more character interaction, less world building. We don't like the world building. Yes. So I think that we can now put this in the same box, where it's like more you know just fun action and. Yeah, West world building. <laughs> the right. more you define the world, uh, the more we can see the the things that don't make sense. Maybe maybe it would be okay to have this kind of story, but not with Sakamoto himself, who is a former assassin who mm-hmm. refuses to kill nowadays because his wife told him killing yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's his whole motivation. He has a wife now, and and the wife says killing bad. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. So creating this society with other characters who want to become assassins, it's kind of like all of you are bad and evil <laughs> compared to the main character. Yeah. Maybe? <laughs> well, yes, definitely. Because they're all and willing to kill he- for money. <laughs> That's why we needed that scene in some previous chapters where the R guys are like, yeah, assassins are basically hunters mm-hmm. and the assassins are killing bad guys mostly. Yeah. And sometimes well, they kill well, good guys. That's why then- it was, I liked even that the girl in that scene was like, oh, so we're, we're good guys then? And one of the other people was like, oh, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's making things complicated in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but going on. Sakamoto tells them all, you should make friends yeah. and find girlfriends. So he's like, he meets all these guys and they are nerding out about how awesome Slur is and he's like, touch grass. <laughs> no maiden. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And then this dude appears. Uh, He's going to be important later yeah, on. Yeah, he gets he gets a whole page to himself. Everybody he's... looks at him. One guy says his name, and he has a distinct design to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's foreshadowing. Very, very baggy clothes. How many weapons do you think he's got hiding in those? Zero. <laughs> you sure about that? Mm-hmm. I guess there's lots of people with baggy clothes in this series. Yeah. Yeah. 
To be fair, Sakamoto Days is also not as good with like uh, design. Fashion. Uh, nah, not as bad it's better as Jujutsu than Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> yeah. I've I've been reading through older chapters of Jujutsu Kaisen that I missed. I'm catching up. Now. I finally I finally reached the calling games. I'm catching up. Yes. But there's there's so many characters who are just totally bland looking. Yeah, like, black. Oh, how can, how can you recognize the main character of Jujutsu Kaisen like in terms of his clothes? Oh, he has a hoodie yeah. as well as a oh. black tracksuit. That's about He's it. He's the one who has markings on his face. And then um, they keep That's introducing the more people with uh, with black tracksuits. And mm. there's it's one hard. character hard. who is the... There's a, like a long flashback. And there's a guy who's the father of one of the main characters. And how do you, mm. how do you tell him apart? Well, one, he has a scar on one side of his mouth. Oh, but what <laughs> if you're looking at him from the other side? Oh well, instead of instead oh. of just a uh, instead of a black sweatshirt, he wears a white sweatshirt. Ah, uh. <laughs> that's how you tell the difference between them. <sighs> Jujutsu Kaisen isn't in this issue, Eden. No, I don't think there's one. It's on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's on hiatus for them to go uh, go find more clothing for their their heroes. <laughs> Because there's there's one chapter that's like a uh, where one of the the main characters even talks about how she's gonna go and buy a new tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Oh wait, but she was going to buy a new tracksuit. Yeah. Not new fancy clothes. No, she's gonna go buy a new tracksuit. And then there's a a, a part so where she's shown in what she thinks is cool, fashionable clothes. And it looks all bad. Uh, it looks so bland. <laughs> it's Could like probably worse. the author picked it out from a fashion from magazine, sort of as an yeah. example of like, oh, here's something you can wear when you're going shopping to look, <laughs> look normal, but a little bit chic. Not really Would been, Wouldn't it have been better if she showed up uh, like in the last chapter of Roboco, where Gorilla yeah. has this get up. Would that be a better? They don't have anybody looking that fashion. <laughs> Never. Uh, what else happens in Sakamoto Days? Well, it shows the other guys from the Order going on a yeah. drive, and they're having uh, a fun moment. Yeah, but they're missing one. <laughs> they left they the girl behind. Her. At her name. <laughs> I forgot her name too. But I, li I like her. She's, I love her look. She's, nice. she's very cool looking. She's she she's got a unique. Yeah, she's got a unique look with that veil always. Um, and then uh, Nagumo kills some Mr. White. guys who are chasing them, and one of them, Mister What? No. The true ending to. Um, Breaking the Japanese Bad. version of Breaking Bad. I'm. All of the other guys look don't look very distinct, but Mr. White here, that's He's, gotta be a reference. Yeah, <laughs> it's just literally him. Also, by the way, dudes driving a car. Mm -hmm. I I think that's also very that nineties. Uh, era of, of manga and anime. Yeah, and also action. I, I am specifically remembering seeing multiple like uh, anime action 
scenes from that era where it's people shooting at each other from different cars. Cars. Yeah. That's that's not as frequent nowadays, isn't it? I don't think so. Somehow. But now we got it with uh, Nagumo and friends getting chased by a group of assassins. He killed everyone in this car. And the title of the chapter is K-I-L-L-I-N-G. And it's because after he kills all of them, he flashes the headlights to signal to... Yeah, he switches over as yeah. the driver. He's the driver. Uh, the other guy, I think his name is Shishiba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now it's the two of them in two cars, and a bunch more cars appear to chase them after they killed these guys. So to be determined if they have a an extended car chase next week, or if we're going to go back to seeing what's happening at the assassin school. Right. Right. So how did you rate this one? Um, this chapter gets <laughs> seven. 70 points. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, nice to get an introduction to a new character and see that there's a lot of the, the new generation that have different ideals than Sakamoto's. Uh, I would have just said it's nice to see a college dorm setting mm. that's reminiscent of the old animes the that we've seen. And it's nice seeing two dudes drive in a car having a uh, friendly banter and then, uh, and then get an action scene. Having an action scene on the highway. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing that I would say is good. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the real life world building stuff and uh, you don't like it when they the talk designs. about the the actual yeah. functioning of the world. I want more banter and mm-hmm. more fun stuff. I don't want them to to accidentally write themselves into a corner where uh, you end up with a world that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's supposed to be you don't want like to take really it seriously. Casual. We want it to be fun. Keep it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Going on. Next manga, it's a special chapter. It's the return of Dr. Stone. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Stone. It's been a, a while. Yeah, been a while. The cover page that really doesn't have anything to do with the, the storyline. Right. Very little. Um, this, might this be one of the rare cases where the Japanese doesn't look as good as the <laughs> English one because they didn't have the they didn't stuff. know where to put all of the the stuff mm-hmm. although like i boichi is a good artist but mm-hmm. it, as long as the the faces are facing forward and not in a weird angle then and it's not, okay otherwise female i feel like his female faces <laughs> look bad sometimes they look good he draws he draws uh, everyone's bodies pretty well, but I don't yeah. think he can he can draw the girls too well. They usually look kind of weird to me. Nine out of ten times they look wonky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this this chapter, this very special chapter, the return of Doctor Stone. We open with uh, yeah. extra chapter yeah. is. That's just a photo. That's just a photo. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, somewhat too realistic looking picture of water with See, a drawing of said, Senku placed in it. 
you said drawing a Viking story is hard, but you can just use this as like <laughs> the scene. Yeah, yeah. It would have lots of uh, Clip Studio assets in it. This is just a photo. Yeah, so um, why is Senku oh, in the water all alone? This is the extra chapter in which Senku and the gang crash in the Bermuda Triangle and build up a ship from scratch to get back to civilization. Yeah, and it turns out it's actually set after the main plot. It's yes, not one of those side stories that takes place sometime in the interstice of the story. That would have uh, also been um, uh, appropriate and... It probably would have been okay. Yeah, or I wouldn't have minded that. Better than what they did, because the ending is a <laughs> little bit The ending is like how we felt about the the reveal that he's yeah. working on a time travel machine. Mm -hmm. In this, we got to see them in an airplane and catching they're fire. Through a storm. Yeah, and they crash. Blue fire, in fact. A series of events happen that are very convenient. Um, they do the thing that you would expect them to do because they uh, got know the one they, Y man with them. So they if they petrify themselves, they can survive mm -hmm. anything. But <clears throat> who is to say that if all of them are petrified, that they will depetrify uh, somehow? The only reason why Senku manages to do that is because um, one of luck. the bottles just, yeah, it just accidentally pops out of his, uh, out of his bag uh, due to the impact on the surface. Mm -hmm. And then he conveniently gets hit by a <laughs> palm tree. tree that got ripped out of its, its island in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. So, like, if if he did hadn't gotten hit by the the bottle, he wouldn't have revived. No. And uh, if he hadn't gotten hit by the bottle, also his head would would have gotten smashed by the mm -hmm. tree. So yeah, this is if he's not if he's not floppy flesh, if he's rigid stone, it would have just broken yeah. him apart. And that would would have been the end of the yeah. stone. Uh, because this is the open sea. They would have mm -hmm. never been able to find any other broken pieces. Right. Yeah. So if it's it, literally the Bermuda Triangle. They this is this is one of the things that I would say is bad about this chapter, how everything had to happen in this exact uh order because otherwise uh, they no all would die and there is yeah. no story. He has to land in the water. He has to get hit by the depetrification fluid. He has to get knocked out. And then he has to remember how to survive. And then he has to find Kohaku first mm -hmm. and still have enough revive fluid in order to get her. her because yeah. Without her, he would have died also. She's the only person who could have collected all of the stuff for them to build a raft. and. Right. Uh, uh, get catch fish to to eat survive to eat um it's all hinging on her cooperation and she's being uh, weirdly seductive about it like oh you want <laughs> to be the eyes. 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, right. And then she starts to go into normal mode again and right. starts fishing and starts collecting other people and collecting stuff. And there's even know. a scene where uh, they go underwater and she sees like a bunch of shipwrecks and they're collecting some yeah. stuff from those. Yeah, I was actually thinking, uh, I don't get why they have to be with this airplane crash scenario in the beginning with all this. I mean, is it just purely so they could have this one shot of of Senku being alone in the open ocean? Because yeah, it would probably we would have gotten a very similar story, just minus all of the contrivance at the beginning. If it was they were on a boat, and the boat sank, and they were just the group of them floating, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You could even have had them separated a bit if it was like a storm, you know. Um, how would they have uh, explained how the the boat sank? Uh, I don't know. Boats sink all the time. Just... Do they? Yeah. They get hit by uh, something. They, I think they, they probably just got capsized to, by a storm. They probably wanted to include some kind of Bermuda Triangle mystery. Yeah, there's lots uh, of storms in the Bermuda Triangle. Ships sink all the time there, or they used to anyway, back before there was good navigation for people to avoid storms. You're kind of a scientist yourself, right? <laughs> kind of. So how how does the St. Elmo fire work? Is that real? It's real, but I don't remember how it works. So I, I'm just taking what they say in this, in this chapter as gospel. Mm. Because, uh I, re I remember reading about it a while ago um, and how it, it was only when it was only started to be seen when ships mass started to get like high enough. Right. Because you have to be high enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know if like, if this is possible, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's totally a real thing. I see. Yeah. I didn't know it was electricity. Yeah. There's a song named after it. I think it's bad that it's called St. Elmo's Fire because everybody's always going to think about People the Red think Muppet. About the, yeah, Elmo, the the Muppet, and not not St. Elmo. I wonder what St. Elmo did to become a saint. Because they all have to do something to get sainted, right? He just had a really good children's show. St. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Elmo was born in the Roman city of Formiae in southern Italy in the year uh 284 what did he do mm. i think he was the patron of of uh, sailors yeah, he's a patron oh actually that i just remembered something uh i used to go to a place that was a restaurant called saint elmo's uh-huh and that's that's why i've heard about this before <laughs> oh and um St. Elmo was the patron saint of sailors and I think also uh, the patron saint of, of people with stomach aches. Ah. So it's like, why did they name a restaurant after him? Mm. <laughs> you eat so much, you get a stomach ache. Very unfortunate for a restaurant, but makes yeah. sense for sailors because probably sailors always had bad stomach aches. Probably, yeah. Like with a scurvy and everything. Oh, uh, so St. Elmo was executed by the Romans for spreading Christianity. 
uh, and he was That's executed scary. by them cutting out his intestines and having them wound around a capstan, which is the the turn the thing that you turn to bring up an anchor on a ship. Ah, that's probably why he is associated with sailing and stomach aches. That's mm, very gruesome and also very creative and like so gruesome. Why would they do that? Like, can't they just chop off his head? Uh, why does it have to be some kind of creative? I don't know. Yeah. To... People were nuts back then in terms of like killing other people. Or like, oh, is that maybe? Way? They maybe just invent that story later on, just to justify him being, <laughs> being uh, like give everybody. Everybody who ends up being a patron needs mm -hmm. to have a creative uh, killing method, just so it's not just oh he also got nailed to a cross. Yeah. Ah, that's boring. We already <laughs> had that once. We've we've even had a guy nailed to a cross upside down. We got to move on to something else. <laughs> Uh, what else happens in Doctor Stone? They yeah, they uh, use the uh, the Saint Elmo's fire in order to do some some more crafting, right? Um, to make more um, more what do you call it? revival fluid? I thought in order to make the revival fluid, they really needed platinum. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like one of the major. Uh, components that uh, became a roadblock along the way. Yeah, they were like, we either need platinum or we need uh, to gather poop for years and years. Which is yeah, what uh, Suika did. So, them being able to just make that all of a sudden without uh, a little bit more explanation, mm -hmm. I felt like I, I would we were have wishing for more, more explanation. Yeah. Because somehow this suddenly seems almost too easy. <laughs> yeah, it makes but you wonder why they wouldn't have done it before. Yeah, exactly. It was such a huge effort to make the revival fluid, and then they can just do it on the open sea with almost nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't remember enough about the about the revival fluid, how it works chemically. Mm -hmm. So. Let's just pretend that it's okay because this chapter is supposed to be an, an uh, what's an the word? Encapsulation yeah. of what the whole series is all about. Yeah. Like one tiny adventure of the main crew where they have to go through all of the steps of the series one more time in, uh, in, in fast forwarding uh, speed. Yeah. And then the like, other people are looking for them. It's another of the more photos. Yeah, more photos of the ocean. Uh, but they don't find them because they just built their own ship and came back to land on their own. <laughs> right. So they're fine. And once they get back, Senku talks about how, oh, you know, building stuff out in the middle of the open ocean, it's like terraforming. I want to do that on other planets. Bad. I think get excited. Calling, calling what they what they did on the ocean terraforming is it's not accurate. Uh, it's incorrect. I don't think it's correct. Yeah, terraforming other planets that's correct, but then on the other hand, terraforming other planets is going to take them centuries. Getting I know. with their level of technology 
like building a sub-modern right now. They haven't completely rebuilt the modern world yet. And Senku's like, I want to terraform other planets. I want to build a time machine. (laughs) Why do they need other planets? Yeah, you're right. They haven't even revived the entirety of the people from the present day. Well, the thing about them wanting to buy a buy, build um, a time machine, is that they want to go back in time in order to uh, save Byakuya and Mm -hmm. the guys on on the ISS, Mm -hmm. right? That's the whole. Their... That's the whole purpose of this time machine endeavor. But in order to do that, they have to um, travel through space while petrified for several hundred years, let's say, mm-hmm. or at least decades. At least decades to get in order to, to terraform. Like, yeah, right. And just in order to terraform stuff. So in that time frame, a lot of people will just lead their lives on Earth. That's right. Probably yeah. die in the meantime, right? Yep. They only have that one Medusa that still works, so they will need that one in order to uh, skip. Yeah, they'd have to go with the space team. So a lot of people will get born and die and while they do their space thing. And all of those people will not matter just because mm-hmm. they want to do everything that happened just to get back to the point of like 2000. 15 or something yeah and then there's also the question of if they go back and stop everything they rescue uh his dad and crew then will Mm -hmm. that make uh kohaku and everyone on the island like it will existed yeah everybody from ishigami village and treasure island will stop existing yeah kind of like the andrum in doron dororon where uh, killing Hanzo Miyamoto will also mm-hmm. get rid of Kusanagi. Well, no, but it's a, because this is a time travel, if they do it, then it's 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 worse because <laughs> it will make you never have existed. It's not even right. like they'll, they'll still have the... Uh, they'll, they'll still have had their time together. It's just... It'll be nothingness. I think that's, a, that that, point, I think that's why a lot of people complain about stuff like Avengers Endgame. It's like, you know, messing with time travel to go back and try to undo things. You're changing so much. And you have to, like, set rules of how the universe works. You have to define that stuff. And they don't always do it. Or else you'll get melted. Yeah, Yeah, or else you'll get melted. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, are you getting excited, like Senku, at the end of this? No, I didn't. I didn't. Because I'm like, I don't think that they can continue it because it's too crazy if they do. Yeah, I didn't want the reminder at the end. That's kind of leaving a bad taste in my mouth because Mm. the the whole time travel thing means that they have to undo everything that they have done in the past, Mm -hmm. and they have to do it in a way that surpasses our modern day technology, which should be kind of like the 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 ultimate goal yeah like the ultimate goal of dr stone isn't uh we have to undo everything yeah, to get return back to, to modern normal yeah. life it's it should be how can we uh save humanity so that humanity can repopulate the earth exactly. and get back to the normal standard from which point we can go on in a normal way Right, not we haven't even finished reviving everybody, but let's make a time. Yeah, we have to skip into the future in order to yeah. go back into the past. That's 
that's stupid. I don't right. like that. I um, I'm I'm glad to just ignore that part about <laughs> Stone and just pretend that Erase oh, it was the time all about... machine from your mind. Yeah, it was like the the way towards that point was enjoyable, but the end is not enjoyable. I, th I think before it ended, didn't we say that we were expecting it to be like the ending of um, uh, the ending of Gurren Wagen, where all the heroes are grown up and older and they see yeah. that the world is now like a sparkling high-tech world. Yeah, that sounds... And they're just excellent. sort of gone into their retirement and... You know, everyone's living a normal life. And we're yeah. like, oh, that's a good end for everybody. That it's not, they didn't set up this weird thing of, you know, Dr. Stone having Senku build a time machine at the end. Right. Yeah. I, in fact, I would have, I would have been fine if this were the ending thing for him. If he's like, right. oh, well, after, after rebuilding the world. I want to go into space and build, you know, terraform other planets. I would have been the line about where he says everything uh, after two hundred million years, everything in the world has become a building material. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's good, and also saying like other planets will become building material for us. That's also good because it gives you as the reader mm -hmm. the motivation to be like, ah, oh, it would be so exciting if I was an engineer or a scientist yeah. and and uh, wanting to see what stuff I could make with mm -hmm. uh, whatever material that's new what will yeah. we find that's that's good but that's not what this is <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, only because overall, of the time travel thing yeah the time get rid travel of the time thing. machine and I, I'm fine with this as an ending and an ex and as an extra so it's that's fine. why I I'm giving it 68 points which is still almost good, nice also quite, almost, nice. almost nice yeah I, I said seven it's nice just uh just a reminder of the time machine i didn't quite like i can forgive right. the conveniences of the beginning of the right. chapter and i you know i like i always yeah. like when they build stuff even if i don't quite yeah. understand it i like it right did i mention i i met somebody who supposedly was more of a scientist and mm -hmm. he was like oh that's all boring everybody knows how no! to do that like, no i don't i need this yeah i think some some people uh when they become too knowledgeable about things then they have they have too high expectations for the rest of us it's mm -hmm. like there's people like me who are just a bit of a scientist myself but it means that like i've forgotten the majority of what i've learned because <laughs> yeah I don't use it on a daily basis. Uh, and then people who like actually still actively study that stuff are like, what? You don't know that? How could, how could anybody not know that? Maybe they can just, it helps them identify with Senku more. Maybe they should. Those people should love it because they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, he's just like me for real. He's literally me. <laughs> I remember uh, seeing a a thread on Twitter that was people talking about um, how well they would do in an apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And there was one guy who was talking about his friend group. He's like, oh, I have this uh, 
this group of friends from church who will we talk about it and like actively have have planned about it and they're like well we'll be totally fine if there's an apocalypse it's because uh one of them is an engineer mm-hmm. one of them is a mechanic mm. one of them uh i think uh, one of them owns a farm <laughs> so Perfect. i have like all the land for them to go on to uh, and then one of them is a doctor. So it's like we've covered the most important parts of of science, of like modern science, wow. to, <laughs> to know how to survive. So our group would, would be totally fine. <laughs> and I was thinking, what? it's like, uh, I don't think I would do too well. <laughs> which one of the, of the uh, which one was the OP? Uh, the engineer. The engineer was, was wow. OP. He's like, yeah, my my group would be be fine because my friends have enough skills for everything, and I think like also not the farmer not only just having land that could grow food on, also like farmers often have tons of guns, so they're like, so we would be able to defend ourselves from raiders. Yes, perfect. Yeah, so they'd, they'd be fine. You still need you still need um, a sword fighter <laughs> and a navigator. Uh, And a musician. Yeah, they're missing the musician. (laughs) Then they would really have have the crew, the land crew. They need a a chef. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they need one girl who's always showing her armpits. Mm, Just for you. That would be in your group. The most important person for your group. But not for most survivors. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, going on. I was talking about Next immersion up. before, and now we get Witch Watch. And this chapter is titled Immersion War. War. This is the uh, chapter in which Moy is so bad at Smash Bros that he lets Nico cast an immersion spell on him that transports his mind into the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so creepy. Yeah. Is so it? For... Yeah. yeah we see it. Really Nico cool. hates it. It's she relatable hates it when on both sides. She hates, first, she hates it when <clears throat> she's just doing her own thing while mm-hmm. four boys are tr- uh, waiting, waiting to smash. Yeah, they all want to smash. All these guys standing around her couch. They just they can't wait. Uh, and then she's just not into it at all. But it turns Why out that Moy, this is like the one thing that Moy is terrible at. He's getting yeah, mad at him losing this heart. <laughs> him getting getting ass blasted so hard constantly makes him he he gets very frustrated about it. And thankfully, uh, thankfully, um, there mm-hmm. is a way to yeah get there. He, With he magic. explains he has a very good excuse for why he's bad at, at this <laughs> just game an excuse. I'm not bad at video games. I'm actually just too good at fighting. <laughs> My reflexes uh, have trained me wrong. Yeah. As a joke. <laughs> so somehow there is a really easy way to uh, put, like, just put your mind into the game. Yeah, There's exactly. no downside to it, like being trapped inside the game, for instance. It's just you become really focused, and that's it. Yeah. So here is here's what it looks like to the guys when they're playing in immersion mode. 
because Nico casts the immersion spell on them all. So they all feel as though they're really in the game. Wow, it's so fun. Meanwhile, this is what Nico sees. <laughs> they're all just blank-faced, except for occasional smirks when they're winning. I think that's funny. I, I imagine this very vividly as how all of them sit there and they're just like sometimes, hey, and then it stops again. Because those are the moments when they are winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, well, I can envision this being animated and showing the guy's view of this and they're all so excited about how immersive it is. And it cuts to Nico's view and the music stops, the sound effects stop. All you get is the clacking of their buttons and the, the Buddhist chanting. <laughs> The Buddhist chanting is. Have you have you ever been in a in a uh, what's it a sermon? A, a Buddhist Buddhist, Buddhist uh, sermon? No, I haven't. Yeah, it. I think it's pretty scary actually because everybody oh, really? has to recite this sutra mm -hmm. and it it goes on for like fifteen minutes and it's oh really? Uh, wow. it, it's like if you have a uh, hundred, let's say hundred people. Mm -hmm. Uh, reciting this imagine that with 100 people I think it's already kind of creepy in church when when you have to do the the thing where everybody says the that one phrase yeah you do the Lord's prayer all together yeah and then now imagine it with 100 people doing it with this for 15 minutes with this really it's really long and Mm, it's, mm. It, in the middle of it you start questioning like oh why are we doing this again <laughs> i know nobody understands the phrases because they're all yeah they're so ancient they are ancient and the meaning is very obscure and esoteric but the and words remain <laughs> yeah it's it, it's i don't like it mm. yeah I, I i can understand what you mean that would be really creepy and that's what and it looks like when we play video games to outsiders. <laughs> well, you have to. She she says she specifically says she likes watching people play games when it's a let's yeah. play. They yeah, commentate like and say funny things, and this is bad. Yeah. So if you're if you're a let's player and you don't talk all of the time, oh, this is oh. imagine a uh, a a Buddhist statue VTuber streaming mm. games. I can see that as a gimmick, but I yeah. wouldn't like that. And the only commentary is <laughs> reciting that chant. <laughs> and occasionally smirking. <laughs> He's doing good. <laughs> yeah, I can see That'd that so probably. Bad. You, Somebody can, automate probably it. you can automate it completely. And mm -hmm. have it not even be like, you uh... know, a real person controlling it. Just, uh, just have it automated and have it so like, you know, it could be recording gameplay from different people, so it goes on, you know, twenty four seven. Just Maybe occasionally smirk. I don't. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't enjoy that. Probably nobody would. <laughs> but if if we would Buddhist all be Nico watching that VTuber, Buddhist sermons were like that, then I guess that would make them a little bit more enjoyable and for the normal there was person. Some gameplay, yeah. It was gameplay. I put some Diablo three up while you're while you're chanting. <laughs> Um, the wholesome so, idea. yeah, since she doesn't enjoy it, 
since she's creeped out, she's like, now it's my turn to to yeah. go immersion mode. And then she transports everybody into Animal Crossing and everybody's yeah. having fun because it's such and a I peaceful world. And they all That's... get to be animals related to what kind of yokai they are. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Nico. Was really nice. Who gets because... a cat, even though it's it's Nimu who's a cat. Because she's Not just her. so cute and yeah. cats aren't cute. No, this cultural appropriation by Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll give her the I'll give her the uh, the pass on this. One. <laughs> How would you call that the uh, the, the C pass? The the, the, the N word pass for Nya. If it, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get to say Nya. Only I'll get to say Nya. <laughs> yeah, she gets the no, pass. It's okay, it's okay. Time. My cat told me it's okay. <laughs> Some of my best friends are cats. <laughs> so how did you rate this one? I loved this it. Was my, I loved it too. This yeah. was my favorite uh, chapter in the whole issue. This mm-hmm. is uh, 74 points. Very, <laughs> Even your very favorite good. doesn't get any that. So I was, I was laughing the entire time when reading this. And I was wondering, how come they call it Cyber Survivor Battle? Well, it's obviously Smash. And they got to say Minecraft before, but they're not hmm. allowed to say Smash. Yeah. Uh, even, well, even. Shugamaru also got to say Smash Bros. Yeah, I guess uh, the author of Witch Watch forgot to, forgot to ask Nintendo about it's, it. It's probably because um, they had to have a scene where everybody's um, uh, dressed as those characters. Mm-hmm. And that would have crossed the line mm. that you don't that you're not allowed yeah. to do. You're probably right, but I I very much enjoyed it. Funny and wholesome. The only thing very... that I was unhappy with about this that means we have to wait longer for the Uran Mirage Dojinshi exhibit. Ah, that's right. But we can wait. That We're that strong. So... <laughs> we Let's can wait. See if it even. The, I'm the sure chances it'll are it'll happen. Chance someday. <laughs> I hope. I really hope. They can't just leave us hanging. Hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, next manga. It's next manga. Not saying it's aliens, but aliens. Isn't it? It's aliens. aliens area. The Chapter author himself, five, exile. The author himself uh, noted that he thinks it's really c- cute how the abbreviation for aliens area is eri eri. Uh huh. Oh. But like he, that it's was too specific- cute for this series. <laughs> no, he made that specifically because of that. Yeah. It's no, there's no way that he accidentally came up with the <laughs> name aliens area without going like, ah, oh, it's really funny because both words start with eri in in yeah, he- Japanese. He created the hashtag before this was even published, <laughs> and then pretended that he was he was pleasantly surprised to see people using it. Mm. It's like the guy who made um, oh I forget his name the un- Unreal guy he used to make Unreal video I... games, uh, and then what he made you... some really bad uh, like multiplayer hero game, some Overwatch knockoff. 
Um, and mm. he was he was talking about how he loves seeing people do the lewd fan art of it. Oh, and you people mean... were like, "You created the tag for that. <laughs> Don't pretend that fans just did that on their own." Um. Ah, oh, what was it called? Battleborn. Battleborn. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, he was Not like, "I love all of the sexy born. fan art you're creating," and people were like, "You, you asked for that." <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anything bad about that. He should, except for pretending. Be... It's pretending that you just discovered it when you you wanted you asked people to do it. <laughs> right. He should have been more open about it. Exactly. Like the guy just who makes. Like uh, oh, I was gonna say the guy who makes uh, deer. Yes, Yoko Taro. Yeah, Yoko Taro. Like very openly asked for the sexy fan arts. I want all of the big butt to be mm-hmm. fan art. And I want it in a very easy to find <laughs> RAR. Please give it to me. Yeah. yeah, so meanwhile, this series, uh, he made a cute hashtag for it, but there's not actually any sexy characters in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get a reveal of the the little box alien they find. is named Princess Payun. Right. And the octopus is her butler named Nayami. Right. I was wrong about thinking that the octopus was the assassin. It was a fake out. They faked us out. We thought the octopus was going to be a bad guy, but actually the octopus is a friend. Uh, and then the real the, assassin shows yeah, up. Yeah, they hire the octopus, or the octopus hires them to protect the princess. Oh, and one thing I wanted to note is that when the princess jumps onto um, what's his Tatsumi. Face? Tats- Tatsumi, then he has a thought bubble saying, she's as light as Tara. Yes, the fellow alien child. <laughs> um, yeah. So then... But what, what did he expect her to weigh? I don't know. Because <laughs> she was floating. She was she's in a box small. floating. And she's small, yeah, but... yeah. She can't be heavy. I don't I don't get what, what he was expecting. I don't know either. It's Is just it just him going aside. like, oh, it's almost like it's my... really my... a child. Just like alien my alien brother. brother, yeah. Uh, but and then they get attacked. Yeah, exactly. So they get attacked I... by this guy with a lightsaber. Yes, it's, it's a lightsaber. That's, Literally uh, a lightsaber. It's, I think there's a shot of it where it shows that it's actually like, it's goo. It's some sort of like slime coming out uh, of it. I didn't, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't get it. There's one panel that looks like it's 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 slime, but it it functions as a lightsaber. And the author must have seen some videos where people criticize lightsabers, mm-hmm. like maybe Shadowversity or yeah. something, because then he does something that's uh, one of the Actually major. <laughs> That's actually clever because it's the major criticism of lightsabers. Like, if you can turn the lightsaber on and off, uh, why is there ever a point where you clash with somebody? Because yeah. you can just turn it off to go through the other person's lightsaber and then turn yeah. it back on, and which he does here. Yeah, <laughs> you could do exactly that. Uh, and surprisingly. Uh, what's his name? Sharaku. Uh, yeah. We don't see a single glint of the blade inside his cane. Ah, so he cannot become president. 
<laughs> but he survives. He he dodges it. He gets away. Great. And at the end, he's like, "Oh, you guys!" Like he tells the assassin, "You're using um, tools with the same kind of technology as ours." Yeah. Meaning the the superpowers that the the men in black have. So he's like, um, "I'm going to show my my underling how it's done." It's just yeah. like the he's... third time that he's like, I'm going to show Tatsumi, I'm going to show you how it's done. The third time it, he's doing that. It's supposed to show that Sharaku is really good at handling the tools and he's always in control and he's like the reliable senpai kind of uh, guy, maybe even sensei kind of guy. He's the kind and... of guy who uh, at some point is going to have to get sealed away or killed. Yes. So that the main character is forced to to adapt on his own. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. In this whole chapter, he's not really taking the enemy seriously. He's always smiling, Which always is... doing the kind of casual, flippant dodges where mm. he's, uh, yeah. He's too casual about it. The octopus even tells him, this guy has killed three members of the royal family already. So he means business. <laughs> Right, Sarah and just like whatever. Even in the in the previous uh, encounter with an alien that they had, where the the really ugly looking alien with mm-hmm. the yeah mandible, yeah the mandible mouth guy, uh, when that guy deflected one of his attacks and was like, "Ha, you uh, Earthlings are too mm-hmm. weak," and he was a little bit shocked about that. So yeah, so I, why I would still... he be casual now after that? Right, I can't really gauge how his power level is because, mm-hmm. um, like, he got out of that situation because he also has an, another trick up his sleeve. He mm-hmm. was able to electrocute the alien because right. he deflected it with the bare, his bare hands. Um, in this situation, this seems a little bit more dangerous than that guy. So Maybe either... he's just like Q from Super Smartphone and he doesn't show his emotions well. Mm, could be. Okay. Personally, anyway. I think if he was that powerful, he should be able to curb stomp uh, yes. more uh, yeah. low guys just to show, like, he needs more jobbers until he can take on one of these guys. Yeah. And then it, it's it's weird when there's, like, every time there's been a mission where you're saving civilians, but then he's being so playful. <laughs> Right. It's like, be more serious if there's, you know, the lives of these other people are on the line. I'll say one thing that was nice was that Sharaku was drawn relatively well mm-hmm. in this chapter. Wow. But I I still am not that into the art style. Yeah, I was I, just... I specifically wrote down that um, I was a little bit interested with the aliens, with the Don Dandadan looking guys in the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. since then, none of the aliens have been that interesting looking. Even this, like, this assassin. He's a named enemy, right? Right. He looks very normal, normal. I guess. Like, yeah. he looks like he's got dots on his face, and that's the only way that you can tell, like, oh, he's an alien. But he... Yeah. Right? He could be a, an enemy in Sakamoto, and I'd be like, okay, I guess he just painted dots on his face, right? Correct. Yeah, he's t- too normal looking. So uh, I'm still not getting excited about this series. I gave it a this chapter a six. Yeah, 62. Yeah. 
fine. Yeah, just uh, it's, um, it's, compared to other aliens, it's areas, not actually it's better. Bad. Yeah, but it's also still not actually. By the way, like on the topic of alien mm -hmm. designs, if you make a series uh, about aliens, if you make a series that's the Men in Black, you mm -hmm. need to have a lot of ideas about alien designs and what. Yeah, yeah, you should. Right. You need yeah. to have a full book of designs that you made up because you thought like aliens could be so cool if they were like this and like this, yeah. and then they come to Earth and then they look like this. Uh, all of that is in the Witch Watch author's previous work. Oh, okay. Where uh, it's about what's what's the uh, English title? Kanata no Asta, Asta, uh, Lost in Space, or something like mm. that. Um, that whole thing is them going in. Like you know how the Witch Watch author goes. Yeah, he used to, to work for. Well, he used to work for Gintama, right? Uh, is that so? Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. He even made fun he, of the author in an earlier chapter. The Witch Watch author goes to, always goes to the logical extreme of yes, the idea. Which is fun. With, Makes it fun. Which is really fun. So now he gets, uh, well, now, he got the, past. the chance to have it. In the past, he got the chance to draw a manga where people go to different planets mm -hmm. where each planet has a completely unique flora and fauna. Mm. So he makes up so many uh, weird animals just for like one panel. Yeah, you can tell and he put the work really, in. You Meanwhile, can tell in this, he's we cannot really tell. Creative. We cannot tell that the author put the work into this. Right, because, because the aliens in uh, Kanata no Asta mm -hmm. are also very believable. There's mm. uh, like one shot where there is a giant flying dragon like uh, dinosaur things, mm -hmm. but they kind of look like um they look really unique okay yeah they they have a face that someone says looks like soft shell turtles snapping huh. turtles uh but also them flying is yeah it's it's very yeah, creative maybe unique. maybe we'll, i'll have to read it and we can do like a a special episode reviewing it someday but speaking it, of, but I, speaking I of turtle faced dragon. Oh, no, wait, I want to say one more <laughs> thing. Okay, say one more thing. Is that Karatano Esta has the mm -hmm. constant threat of uh, the main quest looming over them. Mm. It's kind of like if they constantly had to fight different uh, wizards in Witch Yeah. Watch. The, That's the, the threat one of I the main plot like. has faded so far into the background of Witch Watch. <laughs> Uh, which I'm fine with, because yeah. I think in earlier chapters, every time an enemy magic user appeared, I was like, it's going to be a boring chapter. Go back to the it. slice of life stuff. Just and they the did. They've stuff. just, they yeah. like for the past several months, they've been doing nothing but the fun slice of life stuff. Exactly. Yeah, which is what I want. So what about turtle, turtle faced? What did you say? I said, you to make uh, speaking, of, speaking of turtle face dragons, let's let's talk about a dragon that doesn't have a turtle face. Uh, like, Ruri dragon. Ruri dragon. And this chapter, so I always put up these <laughs> these hands. This chapter shows that uh, kids love these hands. <laughs> yes, these hands are really good. They're not the so only much. ones who are making yeah, them. It's not just us. Everyone loves them. Uh, yeah, so this this chapter, it's that Ruri, after missing a week of school, not just a day like you had thought, 
missing a whole week. Uh, she needs to catch up. So she and her friend are trying to figure out who she can get to help her study. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here she is sweating. <laughs> So Don't you think she looks like Tomoko from uh, Watamote? Mm, she, yeah, with the the dark under her eyes now. Her hair the is dark under as, her eyes. Her hair. Is, no, her hair messy. is pretty similar. Really, and I thought it's a lot also, smoother. And her eyes being uh, having a small pupil in mm -hmm. them, and her mouth being all squiggly. I think that's peak Tomoko and mm -hmm. especially with her almost acting exactly like her being socially awkward and not wanting to talk with uh, friends Scared of from going school to Starbucks. Even, though, even though it's friends who are really nice to her and, mm -hmm. and treating her like she's she's part of the gang and making her feel special and she hates it mm -hmm. yeah except in this she has more of a reason to because she's turning into a dragon <laughs> Wow. So, like, this is the chapter in which uh, Ruri gets schooled by Kashiro, her uh, uh, seating neighbor yes. in class, um, in both math and prejudices. Yeah, because she sees this girl with multicolored hair looking very ostentatious, and then mm -hmm. is surprised that she's actually really good at, at school, too. <laughs> well, at least she's better than her. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing. She's... Yeah. She might be a dummy, but at least she's slightly ahead. At least she's there and studies, unlike someone who just stepped out for a week to play Switch. I think that's okay. Sometimes yeah. you need. You, sometimes you, you need, need a marathon. <laughs> uh, Hunter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So her her friend initially suggested she could study with the guy whose hair she burnt off. And she doesn't want to. She immediately always, rejects that idea. She says, no he's way. He's always so friendly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it when guys are friendly to me. It ain't right. This kind of this cements my expectation that uh, he's going to be a future love interest. Yeah. Just her mentioning that he's always trying to strike up a conversation and being nice to her. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't like it. <laughs> Doesn't like it. Sounds common as a uh, a way that a romance subplot would begin, right? Yeah. And did you notice this girl's uh, hair clip? It's a dragon. It's a dragon. So it makes me wonder, like, ah, oh, she, she's really into dragons, so she's gonna like Ruri even more now. She constantly praises her for being cute with those horns. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she's also very blunt and kind of passive-aggressive about Ruri not wanting to interact with her. Mm -hmm. Which, I, I would say it's kind of fair, but also I don't like not it. Not passive-aggressive. <laughs> it's, it's very straightforward. It's, it's so it's, straightforward. I don't like she... how you glare at people. <laughs> That's very straightforward. Yeah, but, like, she's... She... she... Mm. Mm. She, gi she gives her compliments, but then also says, like, um, how does he? Uh, how do I explain it? <laughs> when when explain it? when Ruri is like, no, I don't, I I don't need uh, your help, and then she's like, well, okay, be, go on and suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get, I get what you're describing. I mean, I'm, 
like I'm ha I'm offering you to help, but you decide yeah. to be to be a little bitch about it, and uh, and you don't like still... her for that. I like her. I like this character. I, the way she's doing it, I don't like it. I mm. I could like it, but I don't like this one. I don't like how she's she's uh, kind of reject. She's being very forward with inviting herself into her life and telling her that it's better to to form friendships mm -hmm. but she's doing it in a way that's kind of too logical she's not like oh ah. i've always wanted to be friends with you and she's doing it like you know it would be kind of better if we got along with each other okay mm -hmm. like uh, and you also really should take my advice because i'm better than you and you're kind you're kind of sucky and you deciding to be sucky that you're like wait five minutes and then you realize that uh, being adamant about not accepting help is going to suck so mm -hmm. i don't like it i just i i want her to be a little bit less uh um, you want her I don't to be smoother about it yes yeah this is just a just a kid she hasn't learned how to be smooth yet mm. but you know what she has learned how to do how to go to Starbucks. No, how to do these hands. Ah! <laughs> it's prime high school girl stuff. But she's referring to going to Starbucks to study. <laughs> she says that. Yeah. Yeah, she loves it. Doing the hands. And the girls love Starbucks. Ruri uh, explains how scared she is of going to Starbucks because everyone looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all getting on with their own wives. They're too cool. So I'm going to get judged. This was truly a Watamote moment. <laughs> right. I, although it's, wait, it's McDonald's in Watamote, isn't it? Is it? Is it? I don't or is it Starbucks? It's been a while. Okay. With Starbucks here, I the only thing I can think about is in Nichijo, where mm. Yuko goes and goes to uh, Starbucks and yeah. has to say the, the extra oh, long. She, yeah, she forgets the order. <laughs> That's yeah, um, I like Nijiro. I want to watch that again. It's so good. I keep getting uh, recommendations on YouTube mm -hmm. of people having clipped Nijiro, and mm. it really makes me want to go back. It's such yeah. a rewatchable series. Yeah, it's great. Kind of want many to rewatch some Watamote again now, too. <laughs> okay, the the bad about thing about the Watamote anime is that it stops before she makes any friends because Aww, in so the most. <laughs> No, because the series uh, becomes a harem anime. She gets so many lesbian girlfriends. <laughs> All of them want to do stuff with her, apparently. Mm -hmm. And she's I see like, so many. too awkward. She, apparently, but like the, the anime stops before the main stuff of the mm -hmm. series happens. Yeah. Or at least the, the, the thing that the series turns into later on. Would you say that Tomoko counts as a literally me character? You've seen yes. that meme, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's one of them. She's up in there with uh, the guy from Drive and, and uh, Joker. We can, <laughs> we can think of several girls on the internet who... <laughs> Uh, if if they look at Watamote for the first time, she, they would become the the uh, Chainsaw Man meme where they go, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. holding their face against the screen. She's just like me for real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, now I'm remembering a meme that somebody made where um, it was actually Tomoko instead of Denji 
watching Lucky Star. Wait. Ow, that was so good. Yeah, that was a great meme. I loved that. Don't look at looking at Lucky Star and being like, oh, it's just me for real. It's me not real. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's such a good meme. And you have to understand both of these. Yeah, series. you have to have seen both of them. They're both they're both fun. I recommend both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, uh Ruri she successfully goes to Starbucks and she gets a, a melon frappuccino. I kinda want a, a melon frappuccino. I've never had that before. Ah it's going Sounds to good. It's going... Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be uh be pushing that melon out of the ocean to turn it into a frappuccino. <laughs> The bad thing is that nobody knows what Woof, Woodruff is. Uh-huh. So they always try to come up with ways to make something green become tasty. Hmm. That's not Woodruff. And yeah, it's not Woodruff. For instance, the shamrock shake. Yeah, it's McDonald's. mint. Yeah. It's mint, which is garbage. Yeah. Can't That's make good. a No, you can't I like make mint ice cream. Mint ice cream is, is very yummy. But mint is uh, it's it's not green mint like as ice as an green. ice cream. No, it's it's uh, it's almost turquoise. It's mm. um, it's it's almost cyan. Okay. You can't that... if you want real green, you can't uh-huh. have it mint flavored. That's yeah, it's artificially that's, colored. That's beside the point. <laughs> mint has to be mint has to have more blue in it to do. Mm. It'd be color coded as yeah, an ice cream. Yeah, Pantone would say this is not correct. Yeah, yeah. It's but I, I want a melon frappuccino. That sounds delicious to me. And Ruri, I will, I will, Ruri got I will, one and succeeded in being a, a true high schooler by studying with friends while drinking frappuccino. I will send you a package of Woodruff stuff, and then you will be like, ah, oh, now I want a Woodruff frappuccino. <laughs> Yeah, I'll try it sometime. So, how did you rate this one? I liked it. I liked this it as well. Got um seventy-one points for me. Okay, I would say about the same seven. Because I think this continues to be different than what I expected. Because I'm like, uh, contrasting things like Sakamoto and Aliens Area, where I'm like. I don't want so much world building because I don't like it. On this, I'm like, I want more world building. I want to learn more about yeah. this dragon stuff. Uh, the but thing all with, of the, the daily life stuff, is it's, it's cute and kind of funny. The thing with Ruri Dragon is that it's very slow and very casual and very fluffy. So casual. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of wish it was a little bit more comedy, like a mm. little bit more exaggerated uh expressions from Ruri. Like when she's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to talk to somebody. She and has this is This is the most exaggerated it gets. Yeah, this is good. This this is good, but in the other situations where she's whining about not wanting to talk to other classmates, mm-hmm. she has to be like for me personally, she would have to be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, you want to she's go just going like oh, I don't want to yeah. that's not enough. The one more thing I wanted to mention about this chapter is you see at the front, she's got that hat. Yes. It looks like the hat has like custom made holes in it for her. Yeah. They're not just punched through. So it's like not only her doctor knows about her being a dragon, her teacher knows about her being a dragon. Presumably there's the hat maker out there who knows about her being a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Who can make custom 
horn. Eventually, eventually, everybody will know about yeah. the ruler dragon. But but look how tight those the holes on the hat are on her horn. So wouldn't mm-hmm. that be kind of hard to put on your head? I don't know. You're the the clothes maker. Yeah, you'd you'd have to put it on like with the back of it open, and then squeeze it down there. <laughs> the same problem as having uh, cat ears. Uh huh. Yeah, they have to come out of the hat. Makes it hard. I don't wear hats usually. Oh, I'm going to tell you something that's really stupid. <laughs> tell me something really stupid. <clears throat> in the in the a German dub of mm-hmm. original Dragon Ball, not before the the part before Z. Mm-hmm. Um, when they uh, summon uh, the dragon for the first time, mm-hmm. and um, they avert the crisis by uh, the the stupid pig jumping in, making his wish before the other one can. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I want pennies." Yeah. Um, in the German dub. He's like, I want a hat with holes in it. And then he gets <laughs> that, and then he puts it on. And that's how they avoided the problem of being too horny for kids' TV. <laughs> Does he put panties on his head or something? Yeah. Ah. That's a good way to get around it. The kids won't notice. Ah, that's so bad. And so for a time in the German uh, anime mm-hmm. community, people always mention hat with a hat hole in it. With- Hat with holes in it. <laughs> That's great. A good meme to come out of an attempt at censorship. Mm. Anyway, going on. Tell me about something I didn't read. Look at this this trypophobia dress. You think? I think I'm getting very I'm getting uncomfortable looking at this. It looks I would have to see a color because Right now, to me, it looks like a regular dress, and they just scribbled all over it with a hot glue gun to get a weird that, texture. That's also what it is, but it's yeah. uh, it. The, some of the patterns are really like I don't want to look at mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So, um, this is the chapter in which uh, Lucky and his gang get to see the guest list for mm-hmm. his concert battle with Fanta. Yeah. And then he has a conversation with his brother about how he has changed. Also, by the way, this this page, this mm-hmm. is a real life location. And they oh, apparently yeah. had with the cooperation the... of Senzoku Gakuen College of Music. Yeah, apparently they needed to get the um, permission to show mm-hmm. the architecture or like really? take a photo and turn it, rasterize it. Huh. Because some. Architecture is copyrighted in a way that you don't even get to ah. uh, show photos of it. One of those instances is the European Parliament, which mm-hmm. uh, weirdly is designed to look like uh, the Tower of Babel. I thought you were going to say the Tower of Terror. <laughs> nah. That would have been which better. Which one is the Tower of Terror? Uh, it, it looks like a, a old-style hotel. In Disneyland, right? Yeah, at Disney World. Uh Nah, yeah. that, that's that's too normal. They had to make it look like a symbol of, of um, of a sin. Mm. 
Um, and if you, like, apparently some people went there sometimes and tried to take a photo of it, and then police show up and go, like, no, you can't take a photo uh, of it. Because I've, I've heard about that for government buildings before, but not for schools and just because of architecture. Because the reason I'd heard of it before for government buildings is because uh, they're afraid of terrorists taking pictures of them in order to attack them later. Right, that's what the conspiracy theorists yeah. uh, said about the uh, EU Parliament, where mm -hmm. they were like, oh, apparently they want to keep us from knowing that they uh, design it to look like the Tower of Babel, which is not a good symbol. <laughs> yeah, um, why would you make it like that? It's so weird. Or maybe that's just the, the excuse they gave, because some people went there and took photos and nobody complained, but yeah. like... Who knows? Sometimes mm -hmm. there's just some guard who's who's very strict about it, and sometimes there's one who who doesn't care. Yeah, probably that's probably all there is to it. But um, yeah, there's sometimes there's buildings that you can't depict without um without right, crediting. Acknowledge it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what happens so, in this in this trademarked so, building? Lejiro is uh, telling Lucky that he he kind of like he likes that he's changed, but he also misses him being his old self. Because mm -hmm. look at look at the next page where he he um, he's like you've changed. Mm. He's drawn differently. He doesn't have the same eyes anymore. He looks at people differently. He's he's ha he has this constant all knowing smirk. Mm -hmm. Like, because now he's undergone the change that usually only happens for characters after a multi-chapter arc, and he did yeah. that in the after like, one conversation. One, after one conversation in one chapter, he's like, "Ah, I've been such a child," and now he's a grown-up. <laughs> and I kind of get how that's necessary for the story. Does anybody look at him from behind and say that his back looks whiter now? <laughs> Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Um, it's kind of weird how, how it happened so quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess it was necessary, and he, he even says that uh, his, the fuel he's going to use is, is sadness. Mm -hmm. And one of those sadnesses is his, him being sad about not being his old self anymore, because ah. he had to... He can't be an innocent child anymore. Mm -hmm. He has to be a grown-up who now knows 13, that... and this is so deep. Yeah. Yeah. He had to kill his former self. <laughs> he was that surprised line. by himself. <laughs> and, yeah. That's... that's. I mean, he, he really looks different now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just, I, I killed know. my former self is, is kind of funny to me now after... Um... Having watched the the Obi Wan Kenobi show, and uh -huh. they put in a line in it for Darth Vader where he says he he literally says I killed Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> and it's like well, why would he cool say thing. that himself? <laughs> it's very corny. It's just really weird that this happens in the middle of the series. Yeah, um, it's it feels like something that would be like at the end, right? Yeah, because the whole I think the whole drive of the series is that he's kind of naive and mm -hmm. he wants to make people happy and he's 
uh, not uh, yeah. looking at himself from a meta point of view. Like and now oh, he is. His eyes have been opened. Do you think yeah. that? In, do you think that means it's it's gonna end soon? Hopefully, yeah. I I've always wanted PPPPPP <laughs> to stop. Maybe it's it's uh now that I think about it, it mm-hmm. also reminds me of how in Hoseki no Kuni. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, false changes so much, and then I stop reading. Yeah, because yeah. she's not the same anymore, yeah. and she becomes very similar to Lucky in, mm. in that regard, so like being super <laughs> hyper aware of her own personality and mm-hmm. analyzing her own personality, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. Here, um, so the the um. The gist of it is that Reijiro is like, I like it. Uh, I like that about you. And I like your like former new, self. But I, all, new one. I like, I love you unconditionally. And mm. uh, then they go to the place where Fanta is with the other guys. And they're like, we've decided on what song we want to play. And mm. now you get to decide. And uh, that's supposed to be a cliffhanger. Uh, well, we'll find out oh. next time. Um, anyway, how did you write this one? Yeah. Oh, uh, this is forty-eight, shortly, be- shortly before forty-nine, mm-hmm. which is usually the point where I'm like, ah, I'm being a, a dick about not giving it the fifty uh-huh. cutoff point. And this is this is even before that. Mm-hmm. It's it's an okay conversation to have, but I still feel like this has no place in Jump the way it is. Yeah. Well, going on, tell me about Blue Box. Ah, another one. Another one. Uh, first of all, this color, um, this color page is almost a redo of the last time where I was like, ah, this is so good. It's a different perspective uh, of that train station. <laughs> yes, but uh, if you look closely, this mm-hmm. train station is literally just a photo again. Mm. When I was looking last- at this... Oh, the tracks look very realistic. Yeah, the main thing that I was thinking about of think of seeing it is uh, more realistic looking than the rest was actually that that teddy bear charm, very realistically hmm. drawn. Maybe because it's not drawn at all. <laughs> I'll See, give them so the benefit of the doubt. Say that they're just no, really good at watercoloring a teddy bear. Nah, this is just a photo. I can tell. I can mm-hmm. tell from some of the pixels <laughs> from having seen quite a few photoshops in my time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even the, the Japanese version. version doesn't really look that much better. Mm. I'm the not Japanese happy version crops it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, fine I'm also not it. very oh. happy about uh, Hina being drawn here. Oh, right. You barely see her face. Uh, sorry, her her body and her face is really simplistic and yeah. uh, not interesting. She's just holding a phone, waiting for the the train. Yeah, very. And uh... the train station isn't very interesting either. You only see, you see way too much of the um, tiled wall that goes downstairs, mm-hmm. which is. I don't say I don't think that's good. Eh, whatever. The last one was better. The last one showed more of like, let's say, the horizon where the train would go, and yeah. that that it's gives symbolic. you a better. 
Yes, it's it gives you a better feeling about being on a train station. This one is like, oh, I have to go downstairs to the bad part of the of the uh, of to the boring part of the train station. I guess. Well, this this one it it is very much just like waiting for a train with nothing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing else going on. Can't really uh, read too much into it. So I'm very unhappy with this color, this waste of a color Mm -hmm. page that is on the cusp of maybe being something that I would like, but it's not. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's nice why. enough. I, Whatever. No. No. <laughs> Almost um, nice enough. So, so what happens this is, in the actual chapter? <laughs> yeah, this is the chapter after Taiki beat Yusa in a practice match. Mm-hmm. And everyone was and, so proud of him. Yeah, he gets to hang out with Chinatsu senpai a little bit longer, and mm-hmm. uh, they talk about uh, stuff that's not really important. Like, for instance, the uh, school orchestra is playing something uh, in preparation as practice for the uh, culture festival. Mm-hmm. And she starts to hum the melody with the with the orchestra. And then he pulls out, like, such a cringe move. <laughs> he's, he's nagging he's... her. No, 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 no. It's worse. He's giving her a completely unfounded compliment. Mm-hmm. Um... That's clearly supposed to be like I want to compliment you to to make me like you, to make you like me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming from a from such a it's it's like she's humming the melody. Uh-huh. Okay, that doesn't give you an impression of if she would be good at singing or not. And he's like, oh, you, uh, you, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I um, you're not. I'm surprised you're not a great singer. Wait, does it say not? Yeah, he's he's totally nagging her here. I, I senpai, I'm surprised you're not a great singer. Okay, so she gets mad I, then, at I, then I've been misreading it. I thought he was like going from her, her. humming, mm-hmm. complimenting her. It's kind of like when you see when when a girl uh, takes a photo and posts it online, and then <laughs> yeah, you're like, and, oh, and you have such really, a good like, sense of composition. No, 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 and then like she's just wearing normal clothes, and mm-hmm. then. You would give her a compliment like, "Oh, you you look like would be really good at rodeo riding or something." It's like, <laughs> "Where's this coming from?" And I think mm-hmm. this is supposed to be a sexual simping. innuendo, and it's just simping. But yeah. okay, I've been misreading that. Okay, no, so he's not simping; case, he's nagging. And that case, case, he's <laughs> nagging her. And then, um, yeah, you were right; he's nagging her, and it's just supposed to get give a reaction out of her. Mm-hmm. And he even says, "Like, I'm glad I got to see a funny side out of her." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still it's still kind of simp mode because he's he's just doing something to get a reaction out of her yeah. and not being not not, not being not, honest with his words. A, a a more normal a more natural conversation would be like, oh, what is this something you like or is this what is your favorite orchestra? Thing that they are playing or something, something mm-hmm. like that, and it's uh, it's just still being very, very obvious that he's into her, and like if she thinks about it for one second, it's she must know that he he has a crush on her. Yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs> too obvious. It's too obvious. He's supposed to be the kind of main character who has this really 
pure crush on her and he's not supposed to uh have these cringy thoughts about like oh how do i make her he's supposed to to wow her with his sports mm-hmm. and then he pulls one of these and it's like oh he's still <laughs> such a stupid boy oh well he still has room to grow go mm. on more of an arc to kill his former yeah. self <laughs> it, these kind of these kind of cringe moments are always presented like oh this is how it's supposed to be and his mm-hmm. way of trying to improve as a sportsman and and being athletic enough to get her uh acknowledgement that's kind of misguided that's how it's always presented because um he's making progress but he always thinks about oh everybody's already being nice to me and already acknowledging me but i want them to acknowledge me for my sports yeah sportsmanship and uh, you're not into it but i'm not into it how would you rate it i'm rating it uh 67 because it still had one good Mm. thing Um, almost nice almost nice because um they do have an, an almost nice conversation besides my complaints about it then he goes back home oh wait uh, something else happens um the his senpai in the meantime had another practice match with yusa who mm-hmm. he just beat and the senpai lost oh so the implication is that either taiki has surpassed his senpai mm-hmm. Or the implication is that Yusa was just playing around yeah, and didn't give he lost on purpose. And, well, not maybe on purpose, but he mm-hmm. didn't put 100% into it because he underestimated how hard Taiki would go. Right. Yeah. Um, because in the, in the last chapter, they commented on how both of them uh, uh, exerted too much energy, so mm-hmm. it's possible that the he implication that Har- maybe Haru is getting um, is getting left behind, mm-hmm. um, outpaced, bad. But also maybe Yusa is still too good to surpass. Yeah. So what's this pair uh, on a normal circumstances? Uh, this is the weird thing. Um, Taiki's last name is Inomata. Uh-huh. And Yusa asks him how is, how that's spelled, and it's mm-hmm. spelled with Ino for uh, boar, Ino Shishi maybe you may know. <laughs> and Mata is weird. He he's like, is that spelled with hip bone, uh, hip joint? And <laughs> that is weird. Mata, personally, I would say Mata is groin. So mm. I don't know where hip joint is coming from. Wild boar groin. And that mean? would also that Taiki is a little bit flustered by him spelling it out that way. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I'm like he's uncomfortable to the point we, where he's saying I don't usually say it let, that way, even though it's true. Yeah. So it, is that just a mistranslation or an arbitrary uh, way to not say groin? Because maybe because they don't want to write groin <laughs> in this story. Probably. Probably. Boar. Boar crotch. And then he he goes back home and uh, is very tired and sleeps immediately without eating dinner. Mm -hmm. Then he has a dream. 
And that's <laughs> this is his dream sequence. This Not is his dream sequence, which is uh, I I would say the funny thing, the the good part <laughs> okay. about the chapter where he imagines how he wins the big competition against Yusa. Mm -hmm. Then Yusa challenges him to another match, which he would normally be uh, into. Mm -hmm. Uh, then Chinatsu Senpai shows up and gives him a giant pokery sweat <laughs> as a prize. Um, and then she offers to uh, offers him a cele celebratory kiss. And then she gets the Royal Koyanagi uh, lips. And he gets the uh, and... the wobbly Tomoko mouth. Yeah, that's bad. But like her going like. Oh, I and he's mm -hmm. in, and her getting the sexy lips and then Hina shows up and is also like no I'm going to kiss him and then he almost kisses her and that I think oh, that's what a dream I think that's uh, the excitement that's usually missing from the series yeah he wakes up immediately and goes like ah <laughs> no boner stop it's only a dream but um yeah. Mm -hmm. I I I think this is enough excitement. <laughs> you want more wet dreams from this series? Yes. Yeah. If he's being a cringy teenager, mm -hmm. at least let him have the boners. <laughs> As cringy teenagers do. Yeah. Did you give this one a rating already? Did I say say it? Six sixty-seven. Oh yes, that's right. Almost nice. Okay. Going on, <laughs> something that I thought was was pretty funny. Even yeah. Though... That was Usually, with a setup, I would be, like, wary. Because it's yes. Roboco! And it's a chapter of where Roboco is on the front page of it. So I was like, uh... It's not she's the main character. It actually was pretty good. It's all about her. Yeah, they're, yeah, the other characters, like, hardly say anything. So they're at an amusement park this time. Is Fushi-Q a real place? Um, possibly. I have okay. to check. Fushi, Fushi is um, immortal. Mm, so. Okay. Yeah, so this chapter, they're at a amusement park, and uh, Bondo doesn't want to go on the roller coasters. He's trying to, like, find a way to excuse it. And, uh, mm. and he can't. But then... I'm not getting any hits, so Fushi Q might be... Okay, might be made up. Might be made up. Mm. It, I, I would say... Uh, no dot no deaths is kind of like a red flag to call your amusement park <laughs> yeah because then people would be like why do they have to say it it's like when you see a warning sign on something and it has like do not do x and it's something really ridiculous and mm. you're like oh somebody must have died doing that yeah <laughs> like do not climb into the gorilla enclosure like why would why would you need to specifically warn people that <laughs> Yeah. Mm. yeah, I thought you were going to say it's like when uh, a used car dealer is called Honest Joe's or something, because <laughs> then you're like... Mm. Yeah, that too. The ironic, the probably ironic name. You don't want that. Yeah, so uh, Bondo finally agrees to get onto the roller coasters because he wants to show off and look cool. He's he's usually bad with it, and uh, Madoka is like, "Oh, you don't like fast roller coasters?" I was I wondering if I with you. maybe, yeah. And then he's, he he like, goes oh, and begins into chat mode. But he's actually, he's he's lying. He's not good to go at all. And instead, she has the poker face. That's right. <laughs> but then Very the rest of this chapter, uh, 
the the human characters are just gone. It's all about Roboco. Yeah. Who gets shot in the face by a robot because, assassin. Because it's a Sakamoto Days it, uh, chapter. Literally a Sakamoto Days chapter <laughs> with Roboco saying, oh, it's like Sakamoto Days. Her getting shot by the sniper was, I would say, I love that. I love it when somebody gets shot that way, where his head, uh, uh, yeah, flips their head flops back with the impact, and then, and then the person she caught the bullet with his. Caught teeth. it. What oh, is this a reference to? I feel like I've seen this face before. Really? With somebody else. Mm-hmm. Is this a reference? Is it a reference? I feel like it must be, but. I, can't tell to what could it be that big mom did something like that before maybe who knows i'm sure the someone who is... has a better memory than me will, will the face kind of reminds me of her mm-hmm. but that could just be because <laughs> roboco is a little bit round like big mom is true i just love i, I it's so ridiculous but i love uh, catching bullets with your teeth i know <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so, so nonsensical stupid. Although, I did tell you the story of the one guy who did uh, have a tooth stop a bullet during a war. Ah, uh, yeah, right. So that it, it's, he didn't spit it out again, but it did get stopped by his tooth. And he, he defeated the bad guy. The, yeah, so there is precedence. Uh, and we get a flashback to back when they're working at a maid cafe, Millie informing Roboco. The funny thing about this is uh, Roboco does a thing that Mm -hmm. allows the story to explain the circumstances in a kind of normal way. Mm -hmm. How, like, things that you were supposed to know, like, for instance, that Roboco and Millie used to work for an evil organization named Eden. And Roboco does the thing where she repeats the (laughs) words, like, (laughs) Solid Snake. Yeah. Who has, sometimes has questions. And uh, there's there's a video that's just Snake has questions. <laughs> yeah. And he's always repeating something like a second floor basement, <laughs> which is supposed to make you remember when he says it, that kind of imprints it in your mind. Like, oh, I right, have to do yeah. the second floor that's basement. That's the genius and, of the writing style. Yeah. And she does it so naturally, like the annihilation of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget everything? Everything. And she still explains how that's the plan of the evil organization. Yeah, I like that's that. Funny. I like it. I, I'm I'm going to have to put a like make a note of if I want to write something, I have to <laughs> have, have a, a character, character always forgets everything. Just repeat the last word, and then somebody yeah. will explain it. <laughs> it's a tip for any any writers out there to make people yes. remember stuff. Just have a character who repeats things. If you want to be as, as good as a writer as Hideo Kojima or the Roboco author, yeah. who um, in his author's comment mm-hmm. mentioned that finally it's becoming a battle manga. Finally. Even though nobody asked for it. <laughs> yeah, a comedy battle manga. Yeah, at he the knows. end of this chapter, then a guy shows up who can actually keep up with Roboco. He attacks her in what, what was it? The Hall of Mirrors? Or in some maze and he attacks in, her. Uh, and they um first she goes to one of those spinning cups, which mm-hmm. one of the, the evil organization guys blows up. 
mm-hmm. but it does nothing to her. So then they go to a ghost. What's it called in English? Ghost house? A haunted ghost house. Mint? Haunted house. Um, and um, yeah, this guy shows up and just punches her through a wall. <laughs> but she's fine. And she's fine. Because she's she's Sakamoto now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she she's always been extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's one of those comedy... She can destroy the world for Bondo if he needs her yeah. to. She's one of those characters who would get a spot in one of those. She would be the Shaggy game. in the fighting game. Ah, uh, there's multiple Shaggies yeah. like that. It's it it's it becomes it lo- um it loses the joke of the fun character being extremely powerful because mm-hmm. there's multiple of those in those fighting games. Yeah, but she would true. definitely get a spot in those games now. Mm-hmm. Would Moy play as her? <laughs> Is she goofy oh. enough for him since he was only picking the goofy looking characters? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, so. Anyway, what's your rating on this one? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Witch Watch. No, I didn't like anything as much as Witch Watch because that was like a perfect <laughs> Witch Watch chapter. In fact, mm, looking at my, my rating, mm-hmm. this one's the one that gets 69. Nice! I said seven out of ten for this one. It's, it's pretty it's funny. Almost it's almost has good action. It's literally a Sakamoto chapter. With I had to downgrade it by like one point because mm-hmm. I like the Sakamoto chapter more, and Sakamoto mm-hmm. already got seventy. Okay, <laughs> that's the reason. Then going on, uh, yeah, something that was that was also pretty good. It's Sugoi. Oh, it's so Sugoi, the smartphone. The smartphones, they're so super. So this Ah, chapter, uh, Seimizu's squad is told that they can do anything. They have unlimited authority. Yeah, that's the the result of something that happened last chapter that I think we didn't talk about. The prime minister goes to the police uh, president? Chief. Chief? Commissioner. The commissioner. Commissioner. He's yeah. like, this this incident is uh, bad news for the election and right. you need to solve it immediately. And uh that's all. It like get it done yesterday. Yeah. And now I have to talk to the president of the United States. So, and Sayonis's boss tells her, like, you can do anything, just keep casualties to a minimum. And I was like, casualties? What? Isn't this like a cybercrime unit? <laughs> If you kill someone in the the hacking world, do they die in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, in- interesting that the police is now getting serious because usually you have these kind of situations where, like, Seo Mizu, for instance, says, mm-hmm. this, is the, this is the deal, this is our current state of knowledge, and we have to do more. And then some right. asshole police chief is like, no! You only get to do less. Right. And here it's like, uh, do more. Do more. Kill if you have to, just not as much. <laughs> exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, meanwhile. Meanwhile. Is, uh, Q. In, in a um, broader sense of speaking, this is the chapter in which Q finds out that Moura is Zenichiro's lackey. And then. Does it so quickly? 
as a bargaining chip to Seomizu. And the way he finds it is really interesting to me, at least. Yeah, I like this this chapter. It reminded me of of how much I liked when they're figuring stuff out in Doctor Stone, because it's right. the same sort of like, um, oh well, I know this, and I know we have this kind of uh, resource, and I'm going to use it to figure out the next step, and then the next yeah. step, and it's it's so much more detailed than the last time we saw Q planning. Where he was just like planning in such broad strokes that were like, this is just obvious and nothing. <laughs> Why do you well, need a flowchart for this? It's this the difference one, like, between strategy and tactic. In yeah, the yeah, pre yeah. One, it's right. like, I'm going to, this is the strategy. I'm going to find the lackey and that's how I'm going to take down Zenichiro. Mm -hmm. And now he's going into the tactic, which is, I'm going to find the lackey by doing this and then this and then this and then this yeah. and then this and then I'll find him. And then now I'm going to the next step. So he's going through how uh, Pachinko is linked to probably finding one of the lackeys. Right. The assumption is that if Zenichiro has already found uh, another smartphone holder, there must be an, a really easy way to find that person. And that person yeah. probably, if they have a, a super smartphone, they will probably, probably gonna use it to benefit. Try themselves. to use it to get a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The only ways to do that in Japan, which is yeah, funny boy. to. <laughs> to specify is um, legal gambling, which is yeah. pachinko, horse races, or uh, stock market. And mm -hmm. stock market is too difficult to... Uh, like, you can use a super smartphone for it, but that would be so difficult that it's probably one of the other two yeah, to, things. I, it's like, to be able to use a super smartphone to help yourself on the stock market, you will have to already be a little bit knowledgeable about the stock market to be able to know yeah. what companies to look into their information on. Well, right. Pachinko, you literally just look at oh, what machines are about to give out <laughs> right. a jackpot. And uh, what next? Then he goes, then he finds which uh, store. Oh, right. This one. This yeah. Panel. First, he's, he's just shocked at uh, how his super smartphone could still be running because he hasn't charged it for a while. And he's and the super smartphone, uh, Kimi, tells him uh, how much battery power it has. And he's like, that's like not enough to even power talking and the screen being lit up. Yeah. How can it be that small of a battery? He points out, he lampshades. for certain. <laughs> He lampshades one of the things that we've been wondering about, mm -hmm. which is how how does this thing work? Yeah, I don't know, lol. And the thing <laughs> says, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's at least at least the series is. It acknowledges that it's a problem, and but it hand waves it for now because okay. it's it's probably going to explain later on. But like for instance. The very first. I'm not saying it was alien. <laughs> exactly. The very first thing he asked the smartphone is like, "Is there proof of aliens?" Mm -hmm. And then it immediately goes like, "Yep, here." And yep. then he's like, "Wait a minute, that's too easy. Let's let's check something else." And um, yeah, aliens probably real. Yeah, this thing probably came from the same place that the Medusas came from in Doctor Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, and the, the the next steps, how he goes through uh, how to find Moura, mm-hmm. is that he um, figures out that the smartphone it can, can blank out your name, blank out things, but it refuses to create a contradiction. Yeah. So, for it instance, if there is a, a list of a names, fake it doesn't. Image of it. Yeah, it doesn't bump you up. Like when when you are number sixteen, yeah, it just raises the number sixteen right. instead of it still shows number seventeen. Yeah, yeah, and thus when you take pictures of a super smartphone user, the user will not be shown, but everyone around right. them will still be shown. The rest of the so photo he, will be the same. He finds the pachinko uh, parlor that had a huge win in the past few days, and then he goes to. He the security for, footage. Yeah, I love that one. He finds a security camera picture of a bunch of people looking amazed as if someone has just uh, cashed in cashed a huge in. win, huge. but there's nobody at the counter. So he's like, that must be the image of the smartphone owner being erased. And yes. He judges by people looking upward that he must be very tall. <laughs> Mm, which is also really interesting how he does like yeah. that's such a detail you wouldn't notice yeah i love that also sort of he's, stuff. he's detective he's stuff. kind of he's kind of lucky that Mura is really tall because yeah otherwise he's, he wouldn't get this detail <laughs> yeah he's yeah he's lucky that mora is like kind of dumb and also that kind too. of unique looking <laughs> yeah figure him out. he then tails the security camera footage to a place where this invisible person probably stops with a lot of people gathering mm-hmm. around him, takes all of these people's facial data, <laughs> identifies them, goes into their chat logs, and then finds one of the persons who kind of doesn't like Mora. Yep. And then pretends to be a cop, <laughs> asks He's him, so like, sneaky. hey, like uh, we we are searching for the per, uh, the person who won um, a lot of pachinko, yeah, and um, and that person immediately spills the beans, and then uh, then he finds him. Yeah, this this graphic uh, last time he had a triangle graphic. That was mm-hmm. bad. That was that was the strategy of how he was going to take down Zenichiro by yeah, finding the lucky. But this really one, so this one is actually really helpful because it shows like a Venn diagram of things that can be blocked right things that the smartphone can show you and things that you need to figure out and how you could possibly figure it out without the smartphone being able to tell you about it yeah I like that this is this was really good I like detective stuff like that uh and then after that he calls um calls Seomizu and says I'm going to give you this guy uh but he wants to make sure that this guy can have a a deal to if if he helps them yeah because he figures that mora is just it's it's just an idiot level yeah he was was into being evil even though he's already stealing (laughs) he's cheating he's definitely a criminal he's just a stupid criminal and i don't really have any he's not uh, a mastermind he's just a normal a normal guy who lacks morals enough to cheat at gambling 
but probably would not be uh, doing yeah, high-level criminal things like Zenichiro is all, without he, he already problem. found out that he robbed some places. So yeah. I kind of have zero compassion <laughs> the way that Q has. Mm -hmm. Q kind of Q kind of characterizes the Mura that he hasn't met yet, but is probably accurate as somebody who's just stupid, but kind of so simple minded that you feel like, ah, he would, he doesn't deserve yeah. to go to jail. He's even a dumb criminal, but he's not. I would say he evil, definitely he needs to go to jail. Yeah. This stupid motherfucker Scare is. Scare him straight. <laughs> like. Give him some punishments. The, the funny thing about. The funny mm -hmm. thing about this page is how Q pauses in his motion and then the panel of him uh, <laughs> thinking about it's it frozen. gets repeated three yeah. times. Yeah, that's Can't right. tell if it's really copy-pasted, but it probably is, and probably it's funny. copy-pasted. It's the sort and of thing Q, that uh, you get a character like, hey, like this having their internal monologue uh, to save money on animation. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just freezes Q, for a few seconds as he talks. Kimi even points out, like, hey, why did you stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? Yeah. I kind of. The fact that he asks Seomizu for a plea deal for Mura if they catch him, mm -hmm. I kind of think that makes him slightly suspicious. Hmm. Yeah, because it's like, why would you want to be helping out this guy? Right? Right. Hmm. Let's see but if the Seiya way Mizu fixes anything really on it. Because obviously, from Q's perspective, he's just thinking, "Oh, um, Mora is just he's he's just a patsy and all this. Yeah, so he's too low level, so we should be nice to him." Uh, meanwhile, the big bad. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. Does he? Does he? Wait, this isn't the real. This isn't the real panel. Give me the real panel. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's it. Uh, he was, so, he's, he's such an alcoholic. Look at that thing. It's so big. <laughs> so, um, I like the way how he contacted Seo Mizu by calling uh -huh. one of her uh, yeah, co-workers and then having it handed to her because he figured out that Zenichiro is probably... He's going to be with Seo. Yeah, yeah, zeroing in on any... Um, any uh, uh, contact that go yeah. directly. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's so clever." Oh, but what if Zenichiro also thought of that and is like running it's concentrations traces of calls on the colleague's phone too? It's highly likely. So this panel with him being in his like elaborate, uh, yeah, his, his rose bathtub, yeah. bathtub with a stone statue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, imagining uh, Q coming to him. <laughs> Uh, I think that's an implication that he kind of figured out that what Q is doing. Yeah, most likely. Otherwise, he's just speculating what Q could be doing, and since he's like one hundred percent on the money, mm -hmm. it's kind of like he already like he even planned if it like that. He was a step ahead the whole time. Yeah, he's a step ahead. Yeah, and he still has one more lackey. Yep, who's at least one more lackey who we haven't seen the face of yet. The possibility is that he kind of used Mora as a trap in order mm -hmm. to identify. Uh, right, because he he obviously from the the chapter when they were talking, the three evil smartphone users were talking together. It's obviously that him and the as of yet unidentified shadow man kind of looked Mura. down on Mora. Or Imura, one of yeah. the two. Yeah. So. Um, 
I think it's it's highly likely that he's, that he's like, this guy is not useful to me in terms of what he can do, but he will be useful to me in terms of catching pseudonym. Yeah. Yeah. So look, looking forward to what's going to happen next week when uh, Q actually meets with Nora. Yes. I really like this chapter, so mm-hmm. it's the second highest in this issue. Ooh. Seven, three points. Yeah, I would say one below which one? Pretty, pretty good. Um, Very good. Yeah, I'm. So I, I'm still not like really in love with the series because there's there's too much of it that I'm like, oh, it could have been better. But this was a good right. chapter. Yeah, this was so a pretty good chapter. My hopes for it are increasing. Next manga something that also in recent weeks my hopes have been increasing for it's Dora Dora Ron chapter 29 Namishiro Kitabatake who is yeah, the, the, the big guy the... yeah who uh, could sense he could sense um, Dora's power yeah it's when they shook level. hands they had a, a mutual predator handshake understanding of exactly. both being like yeah. really good. So this um, time we get Uji talking about how awesome he is. He's yeah, physically the strongest yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Really strong, pro- uh, very likely to become the head of the organization. Yes, and from this I was like, oh, this, this guy is getting warped, isn't he? Uh, yes, yeah. Th- that's the exactly what's happening here that's exactly. the most that like that's not even that's not even like me saying he's a jobber that's it's very specifically saying like oh look at this super strong guy yeah, on the he's a strong guy who we're going to be demonstrated if he gets beat the enemy must be really tough he's going to get like super killed yeah uh because we see him in action and he's got a really good power <laughs> At first glance, I didn't understand what's happening here mm-hmm. because his um, his technique mm-hmm. is kind of like an auto parry. That yes, if it's literally auto parry. It comes out and kills whatever or attacks whatever has been sneaking up on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't understand how that can work with the explanations that we've gotten so far. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to ignore that for now yeah, because. It's- it's previously, whatever. It's yeah, but like previously, we were only told that everybody has like these kind of uh, supernatural energies. Mm-hmm. But this gives his supernatural energy a flavor that's beyond what we knew so far. Like before, yeah. before we knew it could work. Like Nen in the um, what's it called when you strengthen stuff? Uh, <clears throat> uh, reinforcement. The reinforcement Nen, yeah. or maybe the um, the expulsion Nen, where you mm-hmm. just shoot energy. But this one uh, has such a specific flavor. Yes, that it's it got its own like, intelligence. Yes, which uh, so far that shouldn't have. It's a yeah. It's worked. a new genre of power. For these guys, extremely new. Yeah, but I'm fine with it. it I always like when they get weird powers. Look like at it taking sort of this this centipede like shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also almost like he has a pact with a Mononoke of his own. Mm-hmm. Even though think? they say specifically that Dora is the first person to have that. 
Yes. So I I feel kind of like ah. Yeah, it's not true. It's not truly intelligent, like a Mononoke would be. But it, it I wonder has its its certain rules. It so, also kind of yeah. looks dumb how he just stands there and then it attacks something really flashy. Kind <laughs> of, and he's yeah. just still, he's still grinning there. as he like, didn't realize. I did realize... something cool. Yeah. <laughs> like no, you just you just sat there while, while your sword did something cool. <clears throat> Yeah, um, uh, but I he's... like this guy. He's really neat. He's okay. Uh, yeah, and he's got his squad. He he tells them all to go home. He's like, "Oh, you guys are all tired," because they find a cursed gate, and they're like, "This is one of the things that Mononoke come out of." So I'll destroy it. Mm-hmm. I'll catch up with you guys later. But and then, then suddenly, suddenly, the Batman appear. Yeah, Hanzo Miyamoto himself. Appears. It's so convenient how he just appears, which it, it feels like he was constantly there, and he just mm-hmm. becomes visible if you get too close to him. That's the <laughs> image yeah. I got. I was always here. You just weren't ready to see me yet. And he summons another bad skeleton. guy. Like a very and dandy looking so it's, skeleton. It's funny. I was looking at this. I was like, this is the coolest looking Mononoke we've gotten so far. Yes. And it would have been like... In something like One Piece, this would have been one of, oh, well, this was some, one of dozens of bad guys in One Piece in Thriller sure. Bar. It's like yeah. Roma. Uh, yeah, this, this dandy skeleton with a spider lily kimono and an undercut haircut style. But still yeah. stuck to his head. He's, cool. so, he's so cool looking compared to everyone else. Ah, uh, these are... Have the others. Summons who get yeah. summoned to different so, games. By the way, yes. Yeah, so there's actually multiple gates on this mountain, and Hanzo Miyamoto summons a bunch of humanoid Mononoke to appear at each of them, and one of them is is cool looking, and the rest of them are like, which one is cool? Not cool looking. Skeleton. Oh, you mean like yeah, skeleton? The skeleton yeah. is cool looking, and the rest of these, I'm like, okay. Uh, I guess the the one with panda eyes and the one with the flaming wheel are like. They're ex- acceptable, and I just really dislike the other two. Uh, mm, yeah, I, I would say the panda eye guy is the only acceptable, because mm-hmm. the other one is kind of like a stupid child kappa in a... Uh, yeah, that's, in that a, one's the worst. No, so the one, the one in the dress has like the same face as Tatsumi's little brother. And then add to that like a, a really dopey looking polka dot dress like yeah it, it just cool. doesn't doesn't it lacks lacks cool factor uh and the kabuki looking like the, the one with the kabuki hair mm-hmm. kind of looks like he also has a kappa face so it yeah. feels like they're overlapping yes a little bit and then the the wheel head dude with a beard He's so angry. <laughs> I I kind of understand. I like design. I kind of like designs of weird, angry creatures like that. The thing is, the I think there is a, a woodblock print of mm-hmm. like angry beard face inside of burning wheel, mm-hmm. but that one only is really cool because it's just the head and the wheel. But yeah. this guy, it's strange to have the it? body under the wheel. <laughs> That makes it bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, th- I think in ranking, I'm going to rank these uh, these new okay. humanoid Mononoke now. 
Yes. And I like the skeleton the best, of course. Yes. Then the, the panda eye guy with the shredded cape. Yes. Then the wheel, angry wheel man. Mm, sure. Comes after that. And then uh, the... Kabuki the one, hair. The kabuki one. And then last is is uh, Tatsumi's brother. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, like, compared to the previous humanoid Mononoke, mm, I these think, are even worse. Yeah. They're still not oh. good. Because I'm like, the previous ones, I really didn't care for them at all. I was like, these guys are still lame. Uh, but at least... The spider one was all right. The spider girl. The spider one was good. He was good. Uh, the fox then, side guy who's still around. He's kind. Ex- he kind of works. He's he's ex- that's that's I think the fox side guy would go uh, right under the panda eye guy in terms yes. of being interesting. Yes, looking. And then uh, after that would be the big guy and the sumo uh, guy. Huh? Mm-hmm. The sumo guy. Sumo guy. Uh, would be in the same tier as the uh, as the yeah. wheel man. Yeah. Um, wheel then... man has a better face than sumo guy. Yeah, more interesting. Because the sumo guy, yeah. the sumo guy's thing was that he just grows bigger horns on yeah. his one shoulder, and that was really lame. Yeah, but he does have a silhouette of a famous mecha, so I'll give him that. Uh, okay. And then out of the original group, the uh, the guy with the darkness tentacles was the worst <laughs> of them. And um, I would also put I him on the same level as Wheelman. Mm, yeah. But then uh, Kabuki guy and Tatsumi's little brother are worse than any of the Ka- previous yeah, ones. Yeah, Kabuki guy just has so this is like. This chapter, the introductions, it's a, it's it's mixed bag. Some of them better than before, some of them worse than before. Mm. But fortunately, the one we're focusing on this time for Kirabatake's fight is skeleton the skeleton man. man. Yeah, and he's uh, he's pretty hype about fighting, and um, loving it. Yeah, he loves it, and Kira gets super mad because Foxface appears as like, by the way, I killed your squad. While they were going That's home. always so casual. I They're don't so casual like about it. death. Uh, <sighs> I, the thing is this. that I I was fine with it in this chapter because in previous chapters it would be like, oh, by the way, a dozen people died yesterday, and then they never talk about it again. This time it's, it's a, by the way, no, I killed your squad, same. and he gets super pissed. It's the right? same as when, well, him getting pissed. That's okay. But it's yeah. still the same. Of course, of... the Mononoke are going to be super casual about it because they they think humans suck. But I like that they have some. They have a samurai officer having like the really big reaction that I felt we were lacking right. every other time they talked about people getting wiped. Personally, out. I would say he could still be a little. This panel where all of his veins pop and he mm-hmm. just goes facing towards the skeleton guy. Hmm. Mm. That's that's a good start, but in the bottom <laughs> panel, more. in the bottom panel, we n- n- don't see enough of his expression mm. and how furious this should make him. Yeah, He's, you see yeah, way too much of the skeleton guy, skeleton guy's casual back going like, "Yeah, come at me." Yeah, doing the you know what you know what that panel uh, needs. That panel needs to have the uh, instead of showing his 
his uh, sword technique there in the background. The background should be a close-up of his face being super yes. angry. Yeah. Yes. That would have been better. Yeah. So how did you like this chapter? Mm, like, it was okay. It was fine. Not as good as some other things that I've had. Mm-hmm. So it's 66. Okay. I said 7 because it was pretty nice. I I really like that he's fighting an enemy who's a dapper skeleton. Uh, but just the other the other Mononoke getting introduced, they're a mixed bag. Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting about him is um, his kimono has spider lilies on it. Yes. Uh, so one thing I never knew before about spider lilies is why they're associated with graves. Ah, I see you've seen the same YouTube video that yeah. I have watched recently. Yeah, and it's because um, they actually produce a toxin that keeps scavengers away. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. You can get skeletonized in peace without creatures disturbing yeah, your bones. That's, what you, that's awesome. what you plant around your grave in order to mm-hmm. not get uh, not get your uh, your bones picked. Yeah, so they don't get messed up. And I think it's really cool that to have a skeleton wearing a kimono with spider voice on it. It's it's uh it's similar thought going into a pattern as Shokan wearing a kimono yeah. with ants all over it. I like that sort of stuff. It's because it's like you think about kimono, it's like, oh, how different can kimono get? It's like actually mm-hmm. you can get a lot of cool details like just with the patterns on them. Yeah. Love that yeah. sort of stuff. Skeleton's good. Skeleton. I'm going to show my. I'm going skeleton to skeleton man. Good. To, uh, all of the skeleton fuckers that I know. <laughs> yeah, show show them this chapter. Oh, show them this review of this chapter. <laughs> so they not only are like, oh, Doron Doron on skeleton. They're also like, Orikara. Good reviews. Good idea. Going on, we got Earth Child. Earth Child. Uh, so th- this got. The low- so last week, I gave last week's chapter of Earthchild the highest ranking I'd ever given a chapter of Earthchild. And yeah, this time, I think the, the lowest. I completely <laughs> flipped on it from last week to this week. Because remember, last week I said, oh, there's three options for what's going to happen with Reisuke after this. Mm-hmm. I said it would be, one would be uh, Reisuke is dead, and then the series ends. Uh, and that would be good. And two would be Reisuke wakes up instantly and is fine, uh, and then the series ends. And that would also be good. And then three would be uh, Reisuke is in a coma, and then Kareri has to go on a Reisuke retrieval arc, and that would be really bad. And I was listening to another review, uh, and they said something I didn't consider, which was, oh, what if Kareri revives Reisuke at the cost of her own life? And I was like, I would also hate that. That would be... It would be so. It would be exactly like um, Rise of the Skywalker, which it was such make, a bad ending. It would make the previous uh, seventeen. It would have made it so pointless, meaningless, yeah. and pointless. Uh, because... But it turns out they didn't do any of those. They did a fifth option that I also hate, which is uh, Reisuke is in a coma, um, but actually we're going to follow him into his own mind and see his weird vision as he's dying yeah, yeah. him being on death's he's on uh, death's door 
doorstep. Um, yeah. So oh, before that, yeah, oh, we get this this, uh, <laughs> this completely unnecessary butt shot that's supposed yeah. to be very sexy, which it isn't. It's they it's did that last really... week too, didn't they? When she's yeah, they, she's breaking they... free of the petrification. Well, it happens all of the time when Karadi is in. Uh, the author decides to draw her uh, unnecessarily uh, sexy. Yeah. Which I would say sometimes, it's... of course, is good, but not in this we situation. We praise it so much when it happens in My Hero Academia. But then in this that's series, that like that's tries different. to be more s- serious about her. Yes. Her as a character, she's more like... Uh, I don't know how to express it, but it's like... So far, what we've seen of her, she's given up her life saving the Earth. Yeah. Then, um, and then she's been petrified. So it's, it's, it feels strange to get like the fan service shots for her. Right. It seems off. It doesn't feel like it, it matches uh, what's going on with her story. It's, right. Her story isn't lighthearted enough for that sort of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like... So. There are some jokes in Earth Child. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the jokes are good, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, this it's, well, it's specifically Carreri. It, it's usually not jokes her. when she's it's, she's on screen. Yeah. the The only let's say uh, remotely comedic thing is with her is that she sometimes gets flustered when somebody is showing affection to her, right. and that's. That's not really. That's not funny. It's just like uh, amusing. It's uh, mm-hmm. endearing, but it's not funny. So it's not uh, even to the level of what uh, Brewery Dragon gets. Because Brewery right. Dragon, it's like it's not funny, but it is endearing. And then you need to like, be oh, a lighthearted enough series uh, to have these kind of uh, um, fan service shots. Um, not come off as being weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is it's... as if as if somebody. Um, and what kind of series would I should I compare it? Like if somebody dies really dramatically, then you have like a shot of his his corpse, and he's like extremely sexy. Like, uh mm-hmm. yeah. Like why would that why would, would he so die strange. at this pose or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't appreciate this. I usually yeah. would appreciate extremely sex- sexy, but in this um, fan yeah. service stuff, but not here. This is not the place to do it, and especially if you don't draw it as good as you think it it should look. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a matter of tone. Yeah, there. yeah, in both senses of the word, you probably don't like it as good as you would because of the. The shading's not good enough, and right, it breaks the tone of being very serious to have this, you know, there, there are shot. highlights on her shoulder and on the left detail on her hip, mm-hmm. but there needs to be like a highlight on her butt just to show mm-hmm. that how 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 curvaceous it is, curvaceous it is, and that's missing. So, so it's many like, things why to criticize, even as fan service, they don't go as as good as it should. Yeah, why would you draw the butt sexily if you don't go all the way? Mm-hmm. At least yeah. uh, show us that you're horny. It's like, <laughs> we don't want it. And even if we did, we don't think you did it well enough. Right. 
Meanwhile, in Reisuke's brain, uh, so he has a conversation with Earthchan, who tells him yeah. all about uh, Earthchilds and how uh, she sees uh, humans basically the same way as you would see like your white blood cells. And right. totally fine, just uh, letting tons of them die as long as the Earth survives. Just like you don't mind if, if your cells die, if your body survives. <laughs> kind of makes sense mm -hmm. in a way. Like If you are God or similar <laughs> being, um, for the greater good, you probably would be like, the yeah, one good. person saving everybody uh, is a sacrifice mm -hmm. I'm willing to make. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things where it's um, it's so bizarre to int introduce this as a mechanic at this point. Uh, there was so I said I hated this chapter. There is one mm -hmm. thing I know uh, exactly kind of liked in this chapter, uh, which is <clears throat> that we got to reveal yes. that before humanity, there are dinosaur Earth child. This is the most ridiculous page. In the whole series, I would say, well, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is the only good page, this chapter. The, the explanation Dinosaur, is Earth that Child. the Earth slash God Earth um, had, like, has this system of Earth children going on for millennia. millennia. Like, it's been going on for so long that even in dinosaur age, there were Earth children. Yes. And she just, she explains that sometimes she just makes one of those animals an earth child. Like, she gives it immediately those powers and mm -hmm. then gives that animal the direction, like, go do this. Yeah, you can and it do does it. it. No need to grow up. No need to be born with these powers. Just, oh, you're the one now, do it. Yep. And then that, per that entity knows how to do it perfectly. Which goes against everything that's been established so yeah. far. Because um, the main problem of the series so far was that catastrophes happen at uh, right. intervals. Uh, yeah, yeah. regular intervals. And you need to have. But the, the intervals are so erratic and, and close by that when one Earth child becomes the white blood cell that has to say, uh, sacrifice, sacrifice itself. It's not enough time for the Earth child to be a proper human being who can just go to the place where the thing happens yeah. and make the thing go away. And in the case of like... Also, the, doesn't this yeah. make Kareri's sacrifice less meaningful? Since at the beginning she goes into space to stop an asteroid... And then here it's basically Earthchan saying, oh, well, I can induce the Earth children to desire to do something with their powers, very specific. Yeah. It's like basically saying that, oh, Kareri, in that moment, uh, she had no free will. She had to go well, up yeah. because Earthchan was compelling her to go up and, and fight the asteroid. That makes it less I meaningful that she's like, well, I'm risking my life, but... The yeah, thing is, the thing is, there is a difference between having animals do it and humans do it because the mm -hmm. humans always have 
like they they have a mind they can think of what to do they understand this stuff mm-hmm. with the animals apparently she just gave the animal the power and said do it and the animal does it but yeah. with with humans they have to figure out what the catastrophe is and then they have to figure out how to deal with it which and... makes you wonder like why not just keep using animals exactly that's yeah. the main problem just have of a this bird earth child fly speech. up and destroy the asteroid yeah yeah, like, does it have, there's, she doesn't explain a rule of why it has to be, like, the most powerful species currently on the planet. Exactly. Like, well, imagine can... if she, if she explained that, she's like, it has to be the most powerful species, the smartest creature on the planet has to do it. Uh, and then, like, Carreri dies, and the next one is a dolphin, everyone's like, oh, shit, <laughs> our time as a, as a species is, has come to an end. It's just so stupid. Like, why? Why do this? The worst thing we haven't even mentioned is that when she talks about like Uh, the the uh, the Earth children are white blood cells that Mm -hmm. defend as an immune system against outside threats. Mm -hmm. Um, why only make one white blood cell? Yeah, exactly. Because in actual creature like ourselves yeah. uh, there's lots of white blood cells <laughs> that fight uh, but that's that's not actually the worst thing to me when i was reading it the thing i hated the most uh is when he wakes up to talk to earth chen and she says oh, welcome to death's waiting room uh-huh. uh, this is where you will experience things until the final call which strips your senses and memories and condemns all that you are to oblivion. Right. Why would there be a waiting room for that? What the hell? And that's, it's so bleak. That's like the bleakest thing. Because <laughs> mm, already you could say that, uh, that when fiction says, oh, there's no afterlife at all, you could say, yeah. oh, that's, that's kind of bleak. Uh, but then... I feel like it's worse when it's like, oh, there is there is like a bit of afterlife, but just to tell you that there's nothing after that. <laughs> and that everything is gonna about you is gonna be completely erased. That's so bad. I I kinda Why would you have that. I, I kinda that. ignore that. It makes sense. You're right. I just didn't consider it because it's such an such a trope, such a cliche that when you die, you get like one moment where somebody's like, Oh, this is this is the part where you your mind becomes death, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why I kind of ignored it. But no, no, no. You see, the thing that's only acceptable in fiction when you when you die, and they're like, "This is the waiting room after to go death, to heaven or hell." Yeah, to, no, no, to uh, before I, I reincarnate you into a, a lowly body in a different uh. world. You have an Isekai yeah. adventure. That's the only time that's like, okay. But when it's like, here's the waiting room for death. And by the way, there's there's nothing after this. That's uh Right. Yeah. A oblivion. waiting room for death has to have something that's not like You have to be waiting for something. Non existence. Yeah. It's, if it's, it's non existence, so if the, the consequence of dying is really non existence, then really there doesn't then why would there be a waiting, a waiting room? room? Yeah, that's stupid. Um one other thing that's really stupid is that she um, kind of blames Reiske for 
throwing a wrench into her whole system mm-hmm. because um, his actions led to Kaurari coming back to life as a Earth child. So now which, there's two Earth children yeah, with her and Mamoru being alive. Which goes alive. against the system, even though we said it'd be better. The system is it would <laughs> the be better. System is stupid. Yeah, but it gets worse because, like, what is Ibea doing? Oh yeah, what is he doing? He's he's also still an Earth child, right? Yeah, he, like, and that, yeah, we see him using his no- powers here. Yeah, that had nothing to do with Reiske. So right. like, uh, mm. why why now? Why? Why yeah. are you being a we dick got about a, this? We got a new character who is the explainer character, but the explanation just gives us more questions that make us think this is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Normally you would have I was so hopeful this kind that of... there, this was going to be the end hmm. and not introducing this whole other dumb thing. Yeah. I mean, it. it does it does the good thing in that it kind of tries to explain things that we... It tries to do the good thing. (laughs) It tries to do the good thing, but the good thing is actually bad. All of these decisions are extremely bad. This is the worst chapter of Earth's Child to me. Negative. It's it's among all of the bad ones. And all of it, like, I I never give it more than zero. It it always has to be. This is worse, because I think previous bad ones was like oh this is this is stupid this this one is like a combination and it's a multiplicative combination of all the shark jumps of this series making yes it extra bad terrible i want to and get then, Senku's this, time machine to go back in time this on and tell this on t- hideo shinkai <laughs> not to not to submit this <laughs> no don't this... submit it go play elden ring it'll be out soon Right. Just do something else. Come up. Come up with a different. Your suffering idea. is almost over. You just need. To... See. See. He's in. He. The author himself is in the death waiting room, and he refuses yeah. to go into oblivion and just <laughs> forget all of the jump stuff. Like, don't. Don't even think about like deadlines mm. and and yeah. having to wrestle with your editor and. Um. Yeah. That that doesn't matter. Just play Elden Ring. Go just... play Elden Ring. It'll be fine. But the the bad, the extra bad thing is that this is on top of a chapter. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, this comes after a chapter that had a really dramatic end where people are like, oh, I'm so I invested saw so many people in praising the it. main <laughs> character dying. It was yeah. so sad. And that next chapter, he's not dead. He's not dead. Mm-hmm. But it's not even he's not dead in a way that I would have liked. Correct. I would have been totally fine if he's like, I'm not dead. And now they can go back and be a family man. He's trying to... Yeah. Reiske, in, in the final scene here, is like, deal with it. As <laughs> if as if these pixelated, uh, something awful form uh, sunglasses were, would mm-hmm. uh, appear on his face. But he's not, he's not making a lot he of do? sense here. Like, what can he do? He could, he he could make at least... At least he could make a logical plea for, hey, maybe it would be a good idea to have multiple Earth children, yeah. don't you think? Instead, he's, he's even, like, no, he's you made a trying. bad system, and now you have to live with it. Yeah. That's, that's, not, a, that's not a... You gotta offer something. You can't just yeah. say it's bad. You gotta let someone know what it could be. How it could be better? <sighs> so stupid. Zero yeah. points. Yeah. 
less than zero points, negative points. Anyway, if I if I had allowed myself to give neg- negative points, we we'd be <laughs> we'd be uh, in agreement on this. I would have so many other Earth Child uh, chapters that don't just get zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, going on. Let's um. One final, like one final just thing. not to end on <laughs> a bad end note. On that Let's end on a high note. Yeah. Another Fujimoto one shot. It just didn't listen. appear in. It didn't appear in Weekly Shonen Jump. I was I was so surprised to see this. I didn't it's know it almost coming. get published uh, simultaneously with uh, all of the other jump chapters. Mm. So I would say it kind of belongs here. Yeah, I was surprised by two one shots this this week. The uh, that bonus chapter for Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone and this. Yeah. Uh, this yes. Is... So this is by Tatsuki Fujimoto and Oro Toto, who I assume must be one of his uh, assistants. Because it looks um, the same, right? Mm, I don't know what the other guy is doing, mm-hmm. like what he contributed to the chapter. And he, I think he already has his own kind of thing going on. Yeah. Because people are like, and he's this guy from this yeah, other introduced thing. introduced him as, uh, or on the, on the webpage, it said, oh, this is by the creator of Chainsaw Man and the creator of To Strip the Flesh. And I was like, I've never heard of that other series. Um, so that's why I assumed, like, maybe that's something that he, he wrote when he was younger, and then he went on to be an assistant for Fujimoto. <laughs> that I was my guess. I think that might be a, uh, what's it called? One of the other jumps, Jump Plus mm-hmm. things that Probably. might be going on. Yeah. But I can't tell what he did because the writing and the art The art, exactly they just look what... like Fujimoto. That's why, that's why I said it, if he's probably an assistant. Hmm. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. So the, yeah, the premise of this, it starts out, a guy writes a confession song for a girl he likes in his class, and he posts it to YouTube and gives her uh, the link to it. Uh, and, it, and she he immediately it. shares it with everybody. It's, he he writes YouTube <laughs> instead of YouTube. <laughs> Didn't notice that. So th- so this guy is um, you know he's he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, <laughs> and the girl immediately rejects him. But yeah, she didn't like it. The song goes viral because it's so cringe. And no for other reasons. No, that's not true. It, at first, it only has enough views to be like the whole school. Like, yeah. at first, it only gets shared with everybody on school, and everybody laughs at him. Yeah, but then, say, oh, you made such a dumb somebody. Song. Then somebody is like, it. "Wait a second, at zero point twenty-five or something, you can see it ghost in it's the ghost. video." And then everybody starts watching the video. It becomes super and popular. Because so this, it goes viral. This is, it's basically, um, uh, it's the Chainsaw Man version of the Marble chapter from Witch Watch. In a way. The people going in nuts a way. on social media. Uh, and this mysterious it's, it's girl. It's more than that. It's more than that. Uh, it, yeah, the mysterious girl that appears her. in school and tells him, like, it. 
it's it's funny because this is this is a complete curveball that is just supposed to keep you engaged with a story. Like I was very like, engaged. Oh, what could so be happening? This, is the, this, this one shot ghosts? was so weird because I I got to this part. And I was like, oh, here we go. We're gonna get like a, a crazy twist, and it's gonna be a, a weird story. And then it was like, and then it ended. I was like, oh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> you know? Do you know? It why? was so fast. I mean, I, you probably know why, but the reason why is because this one shot mm-hmm. is commentary on uh, Fujimoto's works mm-hmm. and the reaction to it. Because mm. uh, him, him going viral uh, makes people watch the video over and over and over again, and then then they find they notice new more things. and more things. They notice more stuff that's going on in the background and stuff that he never intended. For instance, yeah, uh, one of the the things that they write is that when you play it backwards and <laughs> then it becomes a criticism of American gun culture, and he's yeah. like, what? "What? I never intended that." But that that kind of comment is, uh, I'm I'm going I'm like very certain that this is yeah, that's literally direct- something people say about Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Exactly. That's that must be a direct yeah. reference to stuff that people have said about Chainsaw Man because in Chainsaw Man, if you don't remember your listener, the gun devil is like the ultimate goal of the whole series. The gun devil is a catastrophe that happened some years ago that killed like so and so many thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And then he vanished and now we're looking for the pieces of the gun devil. And um that like the 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 system of having all of these devils and chainsaw men being always right, the devil of x yeah. the, the devil of y the devil of blood and the their devil power of... is also linked to how scared people are of them right and um when the gun devil is basically the most powerful most scary thing in the world they thought chainsaw man at least that kind of that made people probably think like oh this must mean like the guns are really of bad American gun culture yeah and uh, that wasn't the only thing that probably made people go mm. like oh what could he mean by that because there's this one chapter in the very end of chainsaw man's point of warning where um denji transformed into this kind of devil that by eating other devils deletes them from yeah, existence. From so everything. the aspect that they represented, for instance, um, the uh, where, what does he do it to? Let's well, let's say that he eats the gun devil, and that makes guns disappear. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what a gun is. And then Makima comes to this scarred uh, sensei kind of character whose name I forgot. Is like, do you remember? what AIDS is. Yeah. Do you remember what the Nazis like, are? No. Do you remember what the Soviet Union yeah, is? She lists Union a bunch of some real things and some made-up things. I remember yes. really liking that chapter because it's like, oh my god, what were those made-up things? I forgot right. it, too. It, it made It made everybody go like, what? What, is she, what is she referencing? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that she says don't exist. Yeah. And it's specific. And some of them like, are real-world things. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that probably made people like, oh, what does she mean by that? And like, uh, what kind of political um, agenda might Fujimoto have if he's Fujimoto talking is, about is like Nazis and the reading. Soviets disappearing and that, that kind of stuff? Reading so, into it. Uh, people apparently have been reading way too much into his story, which is just supposed to be really entertaining mm-hmm. and 
Well, to, there probably is stuff to read into. Of course, because, yeah. Every every story uh, is going to have some something ideas from the author of that. Yeah, especially if you it. read Goodbye Airy, where he mm -hmm. puts so uh, much a lot of other things into. into. So it's not like he doesn't he doesn't have anything to right. say, but uh, it's not he's... like it's all accidental. Exactly. But so he's making. <laughs> In this in this extra one shot, he's mm -hmm. um, he's making reference to how a yeah, lot of this people. Yeah, this one is it's titled "Just Listen to the Song," and it's right. But it's actually him saying, "Just read the manga." <laughs> right, 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 right. So don't don't get too many wild ideas about like yeah, a lot of them trying to say this or that. Yeah, don't think too it's funny because I I enjoy that sort of stuff where when you can yeah, read unintended things in a story. I enjoy that, but I also agree. Like, yeah, don't get too into it. <laughs> the fact that there's a skyfish um, appearing yeah, as well. I miss skyfish. Back do before you, do, I knew like, what they they really are. Do you, oh, do you know what they are? Yeah, it's it's a. Um, Video artifact from bugs. It's that any any bug with uh, two sets of wings, um, yeah. if they're caught on on film with a certain frame rate, I forget what frame rate it is, uh, but at a certain frame rate, then those bugs, their movement uh, gets motion blurred into being skyfish. So the the one uh, manga that probably introduced everybody to skyfish yeah, is JoJo's Ocean. Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Where yeah, in Stone Ocean, stand. one of the bad guys has a stand that lets him control skyfish, which in cryptozoology are beings that are so fast that you can't see them, but they always exist in the air and they always surround us. And only sometimes they get caught on, on, on camera. On camera yeah. And I, I kind of have the feeling that maybe uh, this is like, this could be reference <laughs> even though yeah, even though Fujimoto Fujimoto says it's bad. About, he probably learned but, about skyfish from jojo as well <laughs> in jojo um there is one chapter in part three mm -hmm. in stardust crusaders where oingo and boingo have the uh, comic that can predict the future are there skyfish in the comic no but okay. um people have like nowadays have read those chapters one more mm -hmm. time and realize <laughs> that Oingo and Boingo's comic in in one of the panels in the Oingo Boingo um comic I think mm -hmm. the the stand is called Knum yes back when they were Egyptian themed yeah in one of those panels you see two uh two vertical things let's say towers oh no and then there is a an airplane um going towards oh no those and um then it's, it's in it's in the chapter where um they they talk about killing jotaro and mm -hmm. the final thing is that jotaro is depicted as like yeah. hanging from something or somebody yeah. else was hanging and either way the guy who dies in the comic has a t-shirt that reads 911 uh, so that's why people were like, mm, "Is this mm. 
Mm, is this maybe Araki well, predicting the future? And Araki was like, "Oh, that's freaky. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't intend that." To yeah, happen. I think uh, a lot of these things also make me think of that. Um, the one comic. Uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Gag manga Biore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where the martial arts student starts glowing with a, an aura, and he's like, "Master, is this the power that I've heard about?" And his master is like. I have no idea what that is. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, all, that's like that. So, um, maybe the skyfish is a, a nod towards Jojo nod Bizarre. To that, Jojo's yeah. Bizarre Adventure also getting oh, this treatment. Because I remember also in Jojo, in, in Stone Ocean, all of the uh, new characters are named after fashion brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah one, one of the characters is named mcqueen and yep. his power is that he is uh, <laughs> suicidal and when he tries to commit suicide then he can never kill himself because his stand puts the effect on somebody else yeah uh and then a few years later then the lead designer of the mcqueen fashion brand um committed suicide and it's like ooh, they're gonna have to change that Uh, yeah jojo like having very very unfortunate uh coincidences predicting the future yeah yeah that's kind of funny yeah so uh yeah just 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 listen to the song don't (laughs) yeah don't think that it's predicting the future so the the um conclusion of the story which is very short so short short, is that People bug him about uploading Making another video. One. Even his expecting... mom is like, oh, everyone at work is asking when you're going to do another yeah. song. So since he got bothered by everybody to do it, he expecting to find more uh, hidden messages, mm-hmm. right? Like even he probably expected maybe the ghost will show up They'll again. Come back again. His first reaction to seeing the ghost was like, ah, shit, my, my room is haunted. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, this sucks. And he uploads a video, nobody likes it, and the it's only comments he gets to the song. are um, spam, spam messages. <laughs> it's so funny that Fujimoto knows what what uh, he is aware. YouTube spam is. Uh. Uh, and everybody's disappointed. Nobody talks about it anymore. Everybody loses interest in him. And then and finally, the channel. girl... Finally, the girl he tried to confess to sits with him is like, ah, I guess was all s- still just for me. Yeah. Cringe. The end. And that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> she's like I she tells him I saved I saved the songs. But she doesn't she still doesn't say that she's going to go out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor guy. But it was nice. It was a it was really nice. good chapter. Yeah, it is shockingly short to me. <laughs> Shocking me, yeah. Because uh, I was I was so surprised when I saw that it existed, and I was like, another one, another one shot. So I expected it was going to be like the previous one. Yeah, but, uh, he subverted my expectations by making it very one short. One more time, he's just the but master of it's. Yeah, it, uh, I feel like the, these three one shots they go together as they're like a set. That's sort of ah, you uh, think. Yeah, it's short stories that you can read into about um, being an artist and creating stuff. Because the first one, uh, right, is about the manga. That's the the theme about all of them. Yeah, Goodbye Aries about uh, the filmmaker. 
hobbyist filmmaker and this one's about a singer mm. uh, and so right. each of them are about sort of people's thoughts when they're making art and also uh, how other people react to it and how that can affect it, the art itself. right so yeah it was pretty good a bit very good yeah. did you rate it no, no, no. This, I was to be honest when I first I first closed the chapter I was like that was so short it was disappointingly short yeah I was hoping for more because <laughs> like um, they even have the the page where the girl tell the mystery girl tells him <laughs> defeating it will anger the spirits and I was like oh where's this going <laughs> it went nowhere it was just a one page gag <laughs> so I was like oh I was he doesn't recognize the girl and yeah. she's not even wearing the same school uniform <laughs> and <laughs> she came all the way to his school just to warn him but no it's actually not important it might as well be the same as uh everyone talking about the weird stuff they're reading into right maybe maybe she represents um fans who approach the author and are like oh you should do this or that <laughs> No, she's probably just one more like, hey, are you trying to read something into this? Mm -hmm. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. no, you're just getting blue balled if you do. Yeah, so uh, I was disappointed. I'd, probably, I would say my initial reaction, I would probably like give it a, a six. Nah, <gasps> not as good as I'd want. But then like thinking it over more, it like raises. It's just my disappointment at its, at its uh, brevity. Even though that's the uh, the soul of wit. So, yeah. right. um, I, was, I, I, I was came like, from what? the opposite, where I was like, oh yeah, Fujimoto, he's a genius. And then I was like, mm, the, it's, so, <laughs> it's so short, and it's like, it's a neat message, but also mm -hmm. I kind of wanted a little bit more, and mm -hmm. that's why I, I gave it 78 yeah, uh, would... down from something like 82. That's funny. I would probably start out lower and then go higher. <laughs> They're like, oh, actually, I, I do really like the uh, the sort of message on it. Uh, still laughing to myself about how he misspelled it. <laughs> I didn't. I made the mistake of not uh, um, mirroring the <laughs> flip, flipping yeah, the panel. That was, that was like there. the first thing I saw. YouTube. That's not a real the, site. The one thing that I noted is that it cuts off the URL at exactly the perfect spot where you can search <laughs> You can't actually go there. It's impossible to <laughs> yeah. find the URL with just these uh, four letters. Mm. Imagine if it was like Roboco having a real Twitter account, if uh, this guy had... Ah, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. It'd probably be too much effort. <laughs> anyway... Did you want to look at the author comments this week, or nah? I, I read them all, and the only noteworthy Nothing thing special. is that the uh, Roboco author said that, nah, finally I can turn this into <laughs> a battle, manga, a battle manga, manga, even though nobody wants it to become one. That's funny. That's funny. I like that comment. All right. Well, if that's all, then I suppose uh, this will be the end of this week. Yeah, we've been talking yeah. about it a lot. So this yeah. will give everybody a lot of time in the gym to listen to. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should uh, do something that we usually don't do and ask what people to like and, uh, like and subscribe. Just to see just to, to see if it makes different uh, difference and write, I don't write think a anyone, comment. I don't think anybody who's stuck around all these three hours or however long we've been talking. And that's true. not but already like, subscribed. 
just just come back to write uh, yeah. um, a comment and say uh-huh. something like, yeah, um, tell, "Tell your friends, give them give them the gift of Orekara. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Yep. See ya. Bye bye.